Well, we're recording, man. So this is this is uh, this is how you podcast. You sit here and you look at each other dead in the eye and you talk. Kind of like a date. Yeah, kind of like a date. Matter of fact, how was your last date? It actually, was great. Well, tell me about it. Was it was normal. Okay, what was norm? What is normal to you? We, she wasn't like one of, this. Doesn't start well. She, Go ahead. She's a normal person. She's not crazy. Okay, but what does that mean? Like, like what's crazy? Oh, I've seen crazy. Yeah, but what's crazy out in LA? What's what's crazy? Only there for money. Only there for so it's just a hookup. Um, right. They can be a little interesting. Yeah. Okay. You can tell, like within, like I know one girl. She says, like she's from Madrid. Yeah, it's like she's not at all. She's just trying to like set herself apart. Okay, so more people will go out with her. Oh, so she's not from Madrid. Would oh. she have like family from Madrid or like what is it? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't even know. Just, that's a random place. She's just like, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm from there. I think like she can pass for it. Okay. Yeah. She looks a little Spanish. You're saying yeah, a little bit, but like Ish. it's literally just like set her apart. That's, okay. That's what's crazy. Like those are like the people I don't deal with. Right. All right, so this was a normal date. Yeah, this right. is the one we just, what did we do? We went, we got ice cream, we sat on a bench. What? Very normal. Didn't I suggest doing something like that? No, you want me to do like an activity. <laughs> that, that's an activity. I can no, I was like. Sitting act- on a bench, eating ice cream, that's, that's a great activity. It was, like, I think we probably were there for two hours. Okay. And then, yeah, it was normal. And you guys just talked about shit. Everything. Okay, what is everything? Could tell you her. At 19, what's everything? Oh, you just turned 20. 20. Yeah, 20. Oh, snap. I think it's like, it's hit me now because it's, now I'm hungover. Right. And yeah. you finally feel the effects yeah. of being I older. Used, I used to never be able to like get hung. I could drink as much as I wanted. I'd be fine. Right. Now I have an issue. <laughs> you have an so. issue with drinking? No, the next day. <laughs> okay, <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Don't ever tell yourself you got a, um, an issue with drinking, all right? Keep it up, dude. Yeah, no, that's been fine. Okay, um, good. But no, it was. We talked about. I could tell you everything about her. Okay, she start. Told, <laughs> I want to know it all. She told me where she, what she wants to do in ten years. Okay, like please it, tell me what she wanted to do. Oh, she wants to move out of the country. Okay, she wants to live like a five years out in a different country. Okay, and like the reasons, like she was like, "This is why." And I was like, "Okay, that makes sense." What What's the reason? I forget. She hates America. No, it was, not, it was like she just wants to like experience other things and yeah. like become a better person. Oh, nice. She was genuinely like a... So she's a real shitty person. No, she's... <laughs> she's like, I am just so horrible. I got to get out of here. I think she's like, she's shockingly normal. Okay. Yeah. Especially for the people I talk to. Right. Yeah. So she wants to get out of the country to become a better person to like become what, quote unquote, more cultured? Yeah, I think so. Like meet, meet different people. Yeah. Where'd she grow up? LA. Seattle. Seattle? I don't know anyone from LA. Okay. Yeah. All right. But my LA friends are way different. Yeah, they are. That's, that's an experience. <laughs> okay. So what else about this girl? What else did you find out in your two hour ice cream day? It was that talked about high school, talked about she's an athlete. Okay. What does uh, she play? Volleyball. Okay. Nice. That's, yeah. It's always volleyball or soccer. And she's blonde? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. What? First time. Wow. First time. That's hilarious. Yeah. But no, it's it's there's some people who, like, I'll talk to who are amazingly normal. Right. And then there's 95% of the other ones who are so beyond crazy. Yeah. I, I, I can only be around for 10 minutes. And is it just that constant, like, attraction to money 100%. and materialistic pursuits? It's that, but they don't accept it. Oh. They, like, grew up with that. And it's normal. That's normal. Yeah. And which so, makes them weird. 
Mm-hmm. It, but like they grew, like I grew up with that, but sure. I understand it. Yeah. But you get it. They don't. Yeah. And so they just think that's the way the world works. Right. And then like, they just like, they'll go out. They have no like process for thinking of like, is this worth it? Cause like you can go out and spend a couple hundred bucks to get a new place. Yeah. And they just do that thinking that's what you have to do. But it's like, Hey, don't know about that. Right. So like they just spend money like it ain't nothing. Yeah. Because they never made it. Yeah. It's just mom and daddy's money. Exactly. Got it. Well, that's that's a big difference between you and them. You have to work. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's what I love hearing is whenever someone has to hang out and right. like, oh, I have to go to work. That's like completely foreign language. They don't know what to do. They don't. No, they're like, Why are you working? And then they always think I have an on campus job. Really? And it's like, no, I you know, I work like last night it took me an hour and ten minutes to get back. Like it's I don't work close. Right. And they're like, Oh, well, that makes no sense. Why would you ever do that? And I was like, Well, that's the way that the world works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah. funny that like they're still getting money from their parents. Oh yeah. But but like also like not even uh kind of like coaxed into doing anything for themselves. Right. That's where that makes no sense to me of the people who like have the money and but like their parents don't make them do anything. Right. I honestly think a lot of them are just like their plans to just marry rich. Right. And it's like then you're done. Yeah. And so when you go on dates, you can you can smell out the women Oh in two seconds. Who are like looking for that. In two seconds. Wow. What is it? What's the what's like a number one go to question or to sniff that out? Usually the easy one's like, Do you have a car? What kind? <laughs> They ask you. No, they always, I'll ask them because oh. I always drive. Right. That's the one that kills me is people see my car in the parking lot. Yeah. And like instantly, like I like I know people who talk to me because of my car. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, like he has some money. And like really? there's people who have G-Wagons. Like, but you just got a Jeep. Yeah. But that's the, like, that's enough. <laughs> that's like, I literally know people who have G-Wagons who like park in our lot. Like, right. Like 200 grand. Yeah. They are all like, I will see people who like are walking out and like, oh, like happen to talk to that person who drives that car. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So the car is like the number one thing they look at. Yeah. And they ask about. Yeah. So when you ask them, what car do you drive? And then what do they tell you? I've had anything from like BMW M4. Yeah. One person said. Right. And I was like, okay, that makes, <laughs> understand yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. One person told me a Porsche. Oh, a girl. Yeah. I was like, okay. Got it. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. Do they, do, I mean, I know you've dated some of these girls, but like, do they ever tell you, like, I expect this I've to never, continue? Like the relationship? No, 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 no. Like this lifestyle. Oh, never. Okay. I've had, I mean, well, also, I usually don't go out on many dates with the girl. Right. It ends pretty quickly. Okay. Um, I think like one girl was the opposite she was very like after the first date was like trying to pay mm-hmm. i was like no 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 like you're good i'd say the other people though just expect like if i'm taking them out like i pay that's just the way it works right but then i don't know i've, I've never made it past like five dates right you know, not, it's a rough life not going for that <laughs> <laughs> what happens at that fifth date usually disaster why well, because if by then, so usually it's like first date, you wait a week till you go out again. So there's always time. So that takes a month, if yeah. not like six weeks. Yeah. By the time that happened, like I've been out without her. <laughs> With multiple women. Yeah. 
So there really there is no forming a relationship. Oh, none. It's like all right, it's been a week. You want to do something again? Exactly. It's so easy. And then so, <laughs> it's so easy. It's, so, it's like you just God. go out. Yeah. It's like why you have to like cast a big net, right? You know, hope one that's you know one's good. Yeah. And then go from there. <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, what are you casting this net for? Well, ideally, I find one person. Right. I don't know if that's possible, but ideally, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Sometimes it, it happens, Kevin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Out here, it'd be uh, it'd be quite fascinating. Yeah, I, I, that's what I don't see is like like my roommate has a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, like they're like perfect for each other. Right. I don't see how like the way they found each other does not like he's the manager on her beach volleyball team. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I'm like, that's yeah. not right. I. <laughs> but it's it's they work. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they do nothing. Right. They, I don't even know. Literally, he goes to the, her house every night. They don't watch a movie. They don't do anything. They just sit. And I'm like, okay. They sit. What does that mean? They literally, like, I'll ask him what he's doing. He's like, oh, we just like sat there. Like, you guys talk. He's like, oh, a little bit. It's just that's wow. like good for him. I was like, okay. That's wild, man. Yeah. So that's why it's like I just don't see how you like. The only reason he's with this girl is because my me and my other roommate like pushed him to be with her. Right. Because for month like literally a month every time they'd be together he'd, he'd be like this he always whenever he's getting nervous his hands go here <laughs> wow <laughs> why he just he's not a people person got it yeah and eventually like her arms would be around him really and like he'd be like this and oh. her face is right in front of him like the whole thing okay eventually one night we like just forced it to happen yeah okay so he's just not a outgoing type of guy no okay got it yeah I thought he was like worried about something else. <laughs> I mean, there's a few things to worry about in that situation. <laughs> we make fun of that. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So, damn. So, what's the deepest conversation you've ever had with somebody? I guess it was on this date, this two-hour ice cream date, right? No. Okay. That would be hmm, the friend from last year. Yeah, like my best friend. Yeah. We would like we would have real conversations. Oh yeah, the old BFF. It's great. I'm in a class with her now. No. <laughs> Do you guys even look at each other? So first day, we've only had one class so far. Yeah. It's like assigned seating. I see, you know, like the teacher sent out the chart a week before, so I was like, damn it, like she's in the class. Yeah. I'm in the front row, like as close to the door. She's back left corner, as far away from me as possible. Oh wow. I don't see her. Like I didn't even know she walked in. Yeah. I randomly happened to look up and look to my left. It's like turn my and she was head. staring right at you. Her eyes are locked on. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. And what happened? It literally, her eyes locked on me. I mean, like, look away. And then I just like every once in a while, like go back over, and she's always looking in my direction. Yeah. And like when it was time to leave, I looked where she was, see if I could get out before she caught up to me. Yeah. Every time she sees me on campus, so they just flip me off. Or she like locks on to me from a mile away. Mm. The best is after they went on a date with a girl who's her old friend. Right. I was like walking one day with her, just talking to her. And I like look up. She's staring at us, walking right at us. And like she hates everything about me. And now I think she hates the friend too. Yeah. And so she's like staring at both of us. Right. It's like to the point where it's like, okay, this is obvious. Everyone knows. Right. Like there's something wrong with you. Have you spoken to her? Uh, I said hi one day, and I got fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so you tried to b- cross that bridge, but... Uh... It's like day one, I saw her. I was like, hey. I was just going to tell her, like, don't talk. Like, 
were fine. Yeah. And then it was no. Dang. All right. Yeah. Um. All right. That's not uh, going anywhere. No, nah, that's. Um. But she's only mad at you because you dated her friend. No. Oh, I don't know what she's. No, she's not mad at me for that. Yeah. I think that didn't help. I didn't yeah. even date her. I hooked up with her. Right. Right. <laughs> Exactly. I don't date. <laughs> yeah, I don't date. How dare you? No, I don't know what she's... I honestly don't know. It's funny. Me, it's funny. You guys will get married probably. No chance. Okay. I never talked to her again. Yeah? Well, I, what I would do is I like, right. told my friends, I want her... <laughs> she's going to work her way back. I'll be really nice to her. And then after like a month or two, just like kick her to the curb. Wow. Just really just ruin her. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I've, I've noticed you've said ruin her multiple times that girl that you dated freshman year you remember that girl oh i know who you're talking about i didn't even date that girl well y'all dated come on no we did not date hey you know what you know what sleeping on the floor is (laughs) when you're in her dorm room and you're sleeping on the floor while she's in her bed that's happened to a bunch of people that's dating i've done that with so many different people you dated so i've dated 20 girls then in the span of (laughs) yeah well (laughs) yes you have (laughs) Uh, what? So, what's the classification of dating? I think you have to agree. Oh, okay. There's got to be a verbal agreement. I think you have to specifically state one. I just learned you can be exclusive but not dating. I didn't know that was a thing. Without dating, yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, you can be hooking up, right? Exclusive, right? But you can't go on dates. You can't call each other boyfriend girlfriend. Okay. I didn't know this was a classification. All right. So I, I was taught that. I think dating. Was, I was taught this. That was, that's my friend who taught me that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think dating is you have to agree with the other person. You like right. specifically state. For sure. Are we dating? Yeah. And then you can do that. But otherwise, it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess dating can be vague because you can date, go on dates with mm-hmm. multiple people. Yeah. But not be in a relationship with any of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you that's go. That's the thing. Is I, consider, I don't consider like dating, just like going out with people, I consider that the relationship. The going out? Like I consider like if you're dating, you're yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. It's not just like... But but dating is consistent, mm-hmm. consistently seeing each other. Right. Right, without anybody else. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's just so strange. <laughs> I mean, have you, you've never, even with that girl, you've never been like, from freshman year, you guys have never been like, hey, are we dating? Oh, never. Actually, yeah. I had one girl that last year. Wow, who uh, thought we were mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> bad? <laughs> Why did she think you guys were? She happened to ask me every time when I was very drunk, and every time I was just trying to avoid the question. Yeah, and eventually one day when I, like she kept asking, "We're exclusive, right?" Yeah, I was like, "Sure." Like uh, one time, I even said, "Yeah, tonight." And she didn't pick up. That was maybe you know, something to right. She was like, know. "Yes, I finally got that." Yes, I would literally see this girl. I would go to the bar at UCLA. Yeah, like do whatever I want there. At two a.m., text the girl and be like, "Hey, can I come over now?" And I'm like, "What do you think I was doing from nine p.m. till two a.m.?" And she was just like, "Oh, just I thought you were with your friends." I was like, "Okay, like, for sure." <laughs> okay, and you never told her. No, I, the only thing I eventually told her is she repeatedly asked, are we exclusive? And then one time I told her it was, I thought this was great in my head. I said, quote, yeah, here it goes. We can't be exclusive because if I see a hot girl, I'm going to hook up with her. So I can either just tell you now or cheat on you. Okay. So I gave her the option. Yeah. Yeah, she, that didn't go well. 
See, so unfollowed me on Instagram, Snapchat. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's definitely what happens. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so you've never met a girl that you actually want to continue to date? Oh, I have. It's just never gone anywhere. Why? Then, well, the problem is, <laughs> this is what I figured out. You become used to talking to that person. Yeah. And then you have to like escalate things. To what? To like dating. Which is what? How? Like, like you have to like be forward. And oh, then, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to like be like, hey, I want to exclusively date you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You can't just like randomly like text and just like, have, that's not going to ever turn into anything. Right. My issue is it's like, well, I get used to talking to you. So why am I going to go say anything if that could change like our relationship? Yeah. So it's like, I don't have the energy to do it. Change to what though? Well, it could be good, could be bad. You just only want to even take the chance. Yeah, why? Why take the chance? Because it could be good. Oh, it could be great. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, the dream is like the girl just like initiates it. <laughs> what? Like the girl is the one that like says something. That's really the, that's what you're waiting on. Well, that's what like the dream, but I know it'll never happen. Hmm. Interesting. That's what like my friends. Like, well, every guy's always like, "Why do guys have to go up to girls?" Yeah. And then ninety five percent of guys are scared of it. Right. But then, like, why why can't girls come? It's like, well, you don't even go up. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of... So you're expecting... The the dream would be you're dating this girl, and then she's like, hey, let's be exclusive. The dream would be get a text being like, hey, I really like you. Like, we should be exclusive. Yeah. Like, we're in a relationship. That'd be easy. Okay. I could thumbs up the text. And- <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's- <laughs> oh, wow. Thumbs up. But see, but I know you, and that thumbs up is not a verbal commitment. And you'll be like, well, I never said oh, 100%. <laughs> that we're exclusive. I just thumbs up your text. That's the thing my friends put together. They're like, you're, a lot of people think I'm a bad person with girls. I'm saying, I'm bad 100% until I care about the girl. If I care about her, I couldn't be better. I'm nice. Other than that, why should I be this like great person? Hmm. You know, well, that's an interesting I just thought. Do whatever I want. All right. What do you want? Oh well, I, I just do. I, I just have like I try to have fun with myself. <laughs> I like text okay. messages. Like what makes me laugh? Okay. Eventually, so every uh, people, are, other people are your amusement. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, seeing their reactions is great. Got it. Like literally, one girl texted me the other day. She's like, "So for this weekend," and I all I responded with was just like, "Oh, like you're in a sorority, right?" Like. Could I maybe meet some of the other people in the sorority? Right. And my reasoning was, well, you should show me off. Uh, because, you know, then it makes, like, you seem like a better person. Like, like look who, like, look at this guy that I'm with. <laughs> Damn, um, you think pretty highly of yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Just fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it, yeah. But the ulterior motive was to get in front of other women and to meet them, Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, was, right, yeah. I never was going to see this girl. Like, I knew texting her. I'm never seeing you. Wow. I was like the whole, per- I literally told her, I was like, hey, give my number to five people. <laughs> and then I'll go out with you. <laughs> she Did she? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, she, we, we went on for like an hour. Yeah. And this has been going on for a year with this girl of like these awful texts. Yeah. And then eventually she's like, okay, maybe we shouldn't uh, see each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I was wrong about this guy. <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen you in months, but so. mm-hmm. that's interesting. So, if a girl ever did that to you, would mm-hmm. that be like, ah, touche? 
It'll be terrible. Right, it'd be terrible. Oh, absolutely awful. Okay. But it's like, I don't think any girl would do that. Right. Or at least the ones that I shoot for. Right. They're, yeah. So you don't have to worry about it? Yeah. Got it. It's going to be funny when you meet a girl that does do that to you. That's going to be awful. And you're just going to be like, what? 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 And you're like, you're going to be stuck on her. Yeah. And you'll never get over her. And she's always going to be like, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever, let's hang out. But yeah. she'll never give you the commitment you want. Right. The same that you're doing these other girls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I'm happy for you, man. <laughs> it seems like you got a great plan going. Yeah. I'm trying, the plan is changing every day. How so? Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I've realized, like, you don't meet people at bars that you should see during the daytime. Really? You? When did you come to that realization? <laughs> Personally, last night. <laughs> <That> last <laughs> night was the one. Yeah, I just realized that's not happening. Like, you can't yeah. go out and expect to, like, meet anyone. Or bond with anybody. Yeah. Well, I don't care. But, like, it, but just in terms of, like, they're, like, anyone you meet out, yeah, there's probably something off with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've learned that the, the okay. hard way. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what the new plan is, but. So the old plan is go to bars to meet people. Oh, yeah. To hook up. Not to date. Oh, 100%. Right. Yeah. You're not thinking, man, I'm going to find that special person. Well, I don't think you want to meet someone at a bar. Like, who you are going to date? Some people actually do think that. I just think if you meet someone out. Yeah. That means, like, she's probably going to keep doing that for a bit. Right. So you yeah. kind of... You're like, I understand what you're up to. Yeah, you got to, like... You kind of understand what I'm up to. Yeah, you're both on the same page. Yeah, yeah. This is what's funny. Women actually, a lot of them don't think that way. <laughs> a lot of women will do the same thing that you're doing. And then when you act that way, they'll be like, what? Why? Oh. Have, you, have you found that? A little bit. Yeah. Every once in a while, I like, talk to one girl who's genuinely, like, she's nice. Like, I don't know why she's, like, like she's just trying to fit in. Right. Out at a bar with her friends and yeah. shit. Yeah. And, like, she's so not that way. Yeah. But at this, then they don't exp- they don't realize that. You are that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you've entered the wolf's den. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. But it, it is funny. Like, most guys are thinking, I'm using this bar set up. For my own personal uh, gain here. Right. Um, not trying to find the love of my life here. Right. But a woman will be like, no, I never thought about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, I think almost any guy, if you go out to a bar, right, you can always leave with a girl. Maybe. Like, if you genuinely try, if that's your, if you go out and like, that's your only goal. Yeah. Like, you're probably gonna be able to find something. It's just, it's not that hard. Right. It's just like who that person is. What do you mean? Who the she's, woman is? Yeah. Yeah. But she's out. Mm-hmm. She's looking for that. She's looking for attention. Yeah. Yeah. But the, yeah, that's my thing. It's like, it's not hard to pick up someone. Right. If you go out to a bar, like it's pretty easy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe so. I mean, have all your friends had success? If they try, yes. Okay. I mean, even my friend last night, we went out and we like looked at each other and as we're like staying at the bar and we're like if we wanted to we could do anything tonight like we could run this place okay we literally like looked at each other and said that and we're just like i love how you guys pump each other up oh it's great <laughs> we're fucking awesome man we could run this whole joint <laughs> four shots in you know what yeah man let's start our own business tonight 
Yeah, that's that's, that's you guys. Our yeah, whole philosophy. At the end of every night, it's a business plan. Oh, so many, <laughs> so many. <laughs> Give I've, me one. Oh, the best one I have. Okay, this, this well, like I found out this exists and it failed. Okay, but an app where you like have you assign like a designated driver. Yeah, you assign a designated texter. <laughs> so, like, if I were going to send a text after eleven p.m. on a Saturday, yeah, every text I'm about to send first, like, would go to you. Yeah, and then you could approve if it's allowed to be sent, and then that goes. Then you like click accept or whatever, and then it goes to the person that I'm sending it to. Okay, that would have saved me. <laughs> yeah, that would have saved you a lot. Yeah. Okay, I can understand that these are all based around the experience that you're going through at the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I need a designated driver. Man, wouldn't it be great if we had an app? <laughs> Bro, Wait, businesses. Right now, my plan is like you take a on the notes page. Yeah. You write down like do not text whoever. Screenshot right. it, put it as your uh, lock screen. Yeah. And then you, every time you open the phone, it's like right there. Do not text whoever. Yeah. And you, you told me about that. That's yeah, a pretty good idea. Genius. My friends yeah. started copying me. Does it work though? I've never done it. I've never texted the person. Okay. You've yeah. never. 100% success, success okay. rate. So you've, you've helped yourself. Oh yeah. It's okay. been great. Kept yourself from. Do it every night right now. <laughs> okay. Who's on that list? I don't know if I can give a name. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. It's all girls. Well, yeah. It's not like your dad. Don't text your dad. I've never had that issue. Yeah. You never wanted to text your dad at like 3 a.m. My sister had the issue of everyone's home calling home. When she was drunk? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll never, like, she called me one time and, like, I was like, why is she calling on Saturday night? Yeah. And then my dad the next day was like, yeah, she was a little drunk last night. Right. Like, oh. I was like, I was like 10 at the time. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> she just wanted to talk. Yeah. It's like, it's weird, but okay. That's funny. Yeah. What's the, the randomest, call you've ever made while drunk there's a good one i mean i've had i don't know what the random i've had like just ones where like i'll call my friend like i have one friend who i don't i can't tell if she hates me yeah or like thinks i'm just hilarious yikes so like we're just like somewhat friends yeah but like i'll always like like I'll, i found out today i texted her last night and like made like a dumb joke okay um she never responded so i don't know but right I'll like call her and I'll be like, Hey, like you need like, like, where are you? Yeah. And then I'll just like send her my location. And I'm just like, you got to check every 20 minutes. I'm back. Just to mess with her. It's either to mess with her. And she always panics. She always like texts my roommates. It's like, where's Kevin? Right. And then they're usually like, Oh, it's, he's fine. Yeah. He can handle himself. Got it. But yeah. I don't really, the text messages I'll send are more the risky ones. Yeah. The risky ones. It's usually just like, do you want to hang out? It's just like, who do you send that to? Yeah, yeah. What time do you usually start sending those texts out? <laughs> 2 a.m. <laughs> 2 a.m. Oh, if they come out before midnight, that's a that's a rough night. Yeah, yeah. You've been drinking since 4. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bad night. Jeez. Wow. And how many of them are up at 2 a.m.? Oh, all of them. If it's Friday, Saturday night, oh. I know they're seeing it. Wow. It's like with Snapchat, you have Snap Maps. Okay. So if you're like choose to be on Snap Maps, you can see when the person was last on Snapchat. Okay. So if the person was last on ten minutes ago, yeah, you know they're up. Like no one's falling asleep in ten minutes. Got it. <laughs> so you know they're gonna see it. Yeah. Like you're you're pretty safe. And you just send like the random picture with some text on it. Sometimes not even the picture. I'll just send it. You can do chat. Oh, you can chat through Snapchat. Yeah, and I'll literally just be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Or like, "We Got should it. hang out." But not you don't text people. It's just through Snapchat. If you have my phone number, that means I actually care about you. <laughs> oh, God. 
All right. My thing is Snapchat. It's easy. Like you can't really figure out much of a person. I just feel like phone number for like security reasons. Yeah. You could pretty much find out anything about a person. Right. You could find out where I lived. Like you could from Snapchat. No, from a phone number. Right. Yeah. You can actually figure out who the person is. Yeah. So that's why it's like, if I care about you and like actually talk to you, like I only do phone number. Yeah. Like, I'm too old for Snapchat now. I feel like. Yeah. You're aging out, man. It's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it really is. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Snapchat's just not something. No, it's for like sixteen-year-olds. Sixteen, yeah. So what's what's the new app? There's not. It's text. It's so. It's you got to get to know people. It's you got to let them get to know you. Isn't yeah. that wild? Or it's like it's either that or <laughs> you do uh, Instagram. Yeah, DMs. Yeah. Okay. It's like if you meet a girl out, especially if she's like pretty hot. Okay. Usually she's like tries to be an Instagram model. Right. And so then, like you're all, you ha- like, you have to say, hey, what's your snap or what's your Instagram? Yeah, that's the only way to go about that. Yeah, it's yeah, no it's, numbers. No, you got to be careful with that. Do like. girls like when you ask for their Instagram? Are they like, I'd rather give you my number? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, and you're like, let's keep it to Instagram. <laughs> well, what I'll usually do is ah. I've learned you just hand them the phone. Oh okay. So like I'll hand like. One girl, like she was like friends of a friend, so I was like, okay. And she goes to my school, so it's like this is easy. And I actually like the girl, so yeah. I hand her my phone and like had a contact open, yeah, just for her to like put her name in and everything. So I was like, okay, she knows like number, right? Other people, I'll just like on Snapchat, you can just like scan someone's Bitmoji, right. yeah. So it's like I'm just like I have the camera out, <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> and then Instagram, I just like hand my phone for like Instagram, and so then they don't have the option of like they're not if they swipe out of the app. Yeah. Go like put their phone number in. That's a whole new thing. Right. Gotta watch those. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep an eye on those women. Yep. Hey, 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 stay in Instagram. <laughs> stay in the search field. <laughs> Damn, that's funny, man. So you're aging out of Snapchat. Instagram is kind of where you're at. Have you found that you're giving more people the option to give you their number? Oh yeah. Yeah. Why? You it, softening up in your old age? Well, yeah, I think that's what it is. If I go for it's usually like I'll go for older girls. So yeah. Twenty two to twenty five. <laughs> Hold on. When did you start this? After this my is, advice? No, this has been set since last year. Last so year. So when I told you. You didn't tell me last year. Last year I would go for always because I was a freshman. Dude, last year was three weeks ago. No, no, no. Last school year. Okay. So the we, spring semester? Spring semester, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was eight months ago. I've known you for a while. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've been suggesting great things for you. Uh, but I would always go for like seniors. That was my thing. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's easy. You know, I had like every line because obviously like freshman stands out. Yeah. I was like, I can. <laughs> every line meaning two. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm six, three. What are you again? What's the it's line? Like, oh, well, no. It's always, I may, uh, I'm tall, so I look older. Or my friend told me to say, and like she's a girl, she told me to say it, so it's yeah. fine. I would say, uh, I may be a freshman, but I'm a senior in the sheets. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> do people laugh? That or do one, they're like, oh my God. That one has a 100% success rate. Yeah, I'm a senior in the sheets. But like, yeah, it's, I can only use it. Like, do, you, do you keep eye contact when you say this? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> I couldn't. I'm like, I'm laughing. Yeah. My, you just have to make girls laugh. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Like, yeah. that's all you got to do? It's so easy. Yeah. Doesn't and then they get mad at you. And you're like, well, this is this is works. Yeah. 
No, it's like if you just go up to any girl, yeah. make her laugh. Like you just if within the first ten seconds, I think if you can just like make her somewhat think you're funny, yeah, it's easy. Right. Yeah. The only problem is keeping up that uh, that sense of humor. It's tough. That could, yeah. yeah. I've learned I'll just do everything like self deprecating. Right. Usually that's the easiest way to. Get oh, it. it's number one. Yeah. Yeah. Or you make fun of them. That's that can get you in trouble too. Well, the way you make fun of people, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, dude, you just make somebody feel small as shit. Like, oh god, I didn't know my life was that bad. Yeah, bitch, it is. <laughs> yeah, that might get me canceled. Yeah, yeah, it would. <laughs> That's funny though. Um, wow, yeah, sense of humor. That's funny. I I realized that in college, like if you could make a girl laugh, like that was like the number one thing mm-hmm. that you had to do. Um, and then also have money. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's like when you don't have money and you do make them laugh, it's like, he, he, I could, they're thinking right. maybe, eh, nah. Yeah. But the money thing is a, it's a kicker. It's so funny to see how people change. Like, right. Especially cause if you meet someone out, like it's, they don't always know. Yeah. And then the second they, like if they follow you on Instagram or Snapchat, right. The second you post something that kind of gives away any indication. Right. They're like then you tell exactly who they are. It's like, but what would the indication be? Picture just like what you're doing. Like if you were like at a nice place for brunch. Oh, okay. Instantly, like yeah, like they just kind of put you into that thing. Like for me, it's like going to Equinox. Right. You use that shit, don't you? Oh, it's great. Yeah, I'll send my little mirror selfies, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god, he's at Equinox." Well, that's I've had some people who are like, "Oh my, I need to go there." Like I'm dying to go. Right. And, like, I'll never take anyone. No. I'm, no. Don't do that. Don't be fooled. That ruins a lot of things for me. Right. Um, But, like, it's a perfect conversation thing because everyone knows what it is. Yeah. Only a few people go. And it's, like, it's, like, right by my school. So everyone, like, everyone understands it. Right. Especially, like, everyone who I know is from a big city. So they have it. Yeah. They understand the, the level at which you are yeah. to be a member at Equinox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude, Courtney and I being in that world, being from where we're from, we're just like, ah, it's cool. Yeah. And just laughing at people that are like, it's, it's part of their image, mm-hmm. being an Equinox member. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, I wear the shirt. That's Equinox <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I try not to, but I've got a shirt that says Equinox that like fits me like really well. Yeah. And I'm like, I, just, I wear a hoodie over top of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a problem. And like, every person that goes there is pretty much the same. Yeah. And it's also... I found like I've turned into like their demographic. Yeah. Of like Lululemon, Aloe. Yeah. Like the whole thing. Viore now. Viore. Yeah, yeah, that's in there. It's part of it. But yeah. it's like everyone can tell within two seconds. Yeah. Like my friend always makes fun of me because I've never been to the school gym once. Really? Never. It's like if there's so many people, it's I would drive 10 minutes. It's just easy. Yeah. And so like everyone just tells. Everyone knows like Everyone can see me with like my Lululemon backpack going. <laughs> yep, we know where he's going. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, but that's like, but those types of women are so, like, there's so many of them out here. Oh, yeah. It's everyone. Yeah. So what do you think when it comes down to like, what's what's the uh, the type of girl that you think maybe one day you would you would like be able to date? I just think anyone who's smart. Jesus. I think someone... <laughs> Dude. I think that's my one like okay my only criteria is like you have to be like an athlete athletic like you, you gotta like 
Take care of yourself. Yeah, you got to go to the gym. Like, yeah. Go to the gym, but like lift weights. What the weights. fuck in the gym? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I hate, the, I hate runners. Yeah, because they don't lift weights. Yeah, that's like one right. of my sisters is a cross-country runner. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, you can run forever, but you couldn't lift anything. Yeah. It's like, no, like go like actually do, like I think that's better. Yeah. If like you just actually lift weights, that makes, that to me like sets you apart. So health-wise, fitness, yeah. Yeah, strength like, training. But it's like, other than that, it's like, Someone who's actually intelligent and like knows what's going on in the world, meaning, like they aren't just like L.A. liberal. Yeah, exactly. They are woke. Yeah, they. I don't care if you're like I. If you're liberal, fine. Yeah, but like super woke. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you can like support it with reasons, right? And those reasons are actual facts. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. If those, but that's the kicker. It's never is. Yeah, it's so fun. like I'll quiz people, right? And I'll say like, oh, why do you think that? And like, well, I, well, I just do. And it's like, okay, well, what, like, what, like support it. Just give me like one little piece of evidence. Yeah. That made you think that this was the better route to go. Right. Yeah. It's tough out here. People don't like to, uh, use facts. No. Yeah. It's feelings, man. Yeah. It's all emotion. Yeah, it really is. And, um, it's tough because like the emotions are true mm-hmm. and it's, it's hard to have a conversation with somebody who like who thinks certain things. Um, and let's just say, like, for instance, one, like, I mean, there's so many. Where do we start? Um, let's say abortion, mm-hmm. right? Gung-ho in support of it, right? I'm just like, yes, I get that baby out of me. Mm-hmm. Every woman should have the right to blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you say, okay, but what about the baby? Right. Mm. That, I mean, it, it's going to become a person. Right. Right. Um, and it's like when you tell them that you don't agree with certain things that they say about that subject, it's not that you're, it's not that what they, they don't hear you say, um, I don't agree with you and you're, and like the facts are wrong. It's almost like they're, they're, they think you're saying the emotions that they're feeling are wrong. Mm hmm. Right. Because the emotions of like, you want to support women's rights to abortion, you're like, I'm in support of women. Mm-hmm. And so I care. And then when you tell somebody, well, I don't think that's actually the caring that you should be doing, they're like, well, how dare you say that I'm not a caring right. person when I do care in this way? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've even had people get mad at me because, like, I've told, like, I don't care. Like, do whatever you want. Right. It's like, it's not my place. Yeah. And people get mad at me for that. Yeah. And I'm like, why I'm saying it's fine. Like do yeah. whatever you want. Like, and they're like, well, you have to be more in support of it. It's like, well, yeah. you how? gotta be anti-racist, Kevin. Right. That's the thing. They want it. Like you can't just be like, slit your care. wrists and just kill yourself in support of anti-white privilege. Yep. Please. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much just everything about me. is yeah. like people have like, I've had been called out. They're like everything about your lifestyle is like, what's wrong? Hmm. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> All right. Don't don't know how that works, but okay. By women? Oh yeah. Even yeah. guys. Yeah. I've had guys who are. I've had people who say like, "Wow, like the, just the way like you like do everything, the way you treat life, yeah, is what's wrong with America." Like, it, what my sister always says, like, "You're the problem." You're a problem. No, you're the problem. You're the problem. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like I, I just don't get it. But what is what is the specific thing that they're just like they like 
I'm not afraid to spend money, but it's like at the same time I work right. to be able to spend the money. Yeah. So it's like, I, that's up to me. Yeah. And like the fact I'm willing to show that I have, like I'm willing to like show I have any money. It's like, well, again, if I make it. Hold on. You're willing to show that you have like money? Like if I like wear nice clothes. Yeah. If I like, if, like what I'm wearing today. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Like my friend got for me. What is this? So Ritz Carlton? It's like a frame, like collaboration. This like, is above my pay grade, man. Oh, this is above. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I got it dry. looks soft. It's great. I got dry clean because I didn't want to ruin it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I don't know how to do laundry, so yeah, I know you don't. Wow. Yeah. So you know, okay, it's like so the fact that you wear clothes that show that you have money. Yep. Is something that your sister has a problem with, or somebody? Well, a lot of people. And these people have money. Oh yeah. Okay, so so like, what they what they really have a problem with is you allowing other people to see that you have money because they yeah. don't let people see that they have money. But why? That's what. I'm, and also the better part is like, it's not like I'm wearing designer clothes. It's not like what I'm wearing is like like thousands of dollars. Okay. You know, it's like, only a couple hundred. No, not even that. <laughs> I wear like a t-shirt. Okay. Like one of my sisters makes fun of me because like if I wear a t-shirt to go work out, yeah, it's probably like Lululemon or something. Right, like which that. is like seventy minimum. Yeah, it's usually like seven, <laughs> I think it's sixty-eight bucks. Yeah, it's sixty-eight. Like that. That's true, right? <laughs> sixty-eight. Everything there is the eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pants, <laughs> pants are one twenty-eight. Shorts eighty-eight. Everything's an eight. What's up with that? I don't. There must be some weird marketing philosophy behind that. Well, I think it's like sixty-eight, not seventy. But everyone's like been trained. If something's sixty nine dollars, you just like assume it's seventy. Oh yeah. I think when they bring it down to sixty eight, you're not like, seventy. Oh, it's sixty bucks. Yeah, sixty it's bucks. One hundred and twenty bucks for pants. Though. Yeah, one twenty eight. Yeah, we're all retarded. Keep going. Yeah. No, but that's like just the fact that like I'm not wearing like a three dollar like shirt that you buy in a pack of ten. It's yeah. like little things like that. Yeah. Where I've like I've had people bring up to me and they're like, it's just weird that like you like spend money in like the dumbest places. I'm like, but why? Like, is it is it because they don't want people to know that they have money? I think it's probably part of that. I and so like, they don't even want to like, like allow poor people to like gravitate to them or something. I don't know. I think it's just them. I think they think like the way I'm going about kind of like spending anything is yeah. wrong. And it's like, instead of me spending money on myself, you should like all that should be helping someone else. But it's like, like I get helping, but at the same time, you should kind of like do something for yourself. How are you going to help somebody? Well, that's the other thing. It's like, I mean, the amount of women you take out on dates, you're helping okay, I, so many women. I've given so many free meals. I've probably given a thousand free drinks. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've, Charity. Yeah, you're I've, doing God's work. I've tried to add up how many like extra drinks I bought. <laughs> Genuinely. It's, yeah. I mean, there are some nights, it's probably 10. Wow. And, and how much is a drink? Depends where you go. It could be ten dollars if it's like a cheap place. It could yeah, be fifteen dollars. Wow, but it's like it's just it's every like. I'm proud know, of you, man. Yeah, I'm getting great. that charity work in. I'm great at paying for drinks. Just make sure you put that with with your accountant at the end of the year. <laughs> so, anyway, so back to the whole uh, wearing uh, expensive clothes. That's that's fascinating. I, I just don't know that mindset. No, it makes no sense. Yeah, it's almost like they're ashamed of their money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a lot of like that out here. Like 
you should be ashamed of your privilege or whatever you want to call it, the life that you have. Mm -hmm. You should never be ashamed of how you were raised that was out of your control. Right. But you should also become more aware of the discrepancies Mm -hmm. between different people. Right. You know, so that you don't become an asshole. Yeah. You know, that's like, but it has nothing to do with not wearing Lululemon. Yeah. See, like my friends also agree. Like, like they have, like, we don't talk about money at all. Mm -hmm. Like no one's like, like I have friends who have Jay, like they already have like a million dollars. Like guy friends. Yeah. Yeah. Even like, I know girls who like their parents just like, like have an unlimited thing on the credit card. Like they can just keep spending. Yeah. And so like, we just never talk about it. Right. Cause you don't have to. No, it's like, they have what they have. I have what I have. Like, right. It doesn't matter. Who cares? You know, but right. some people are the opposite. Huh? That's interesting. And those people, they don't care about wearing certain clothes. Do they? Or is that them too? I, like the people who have a lot of money? Yeah. I think they do. I think, but it's like the same thing where they just like do what kind of what they want. Right. But they don't rub it in anyone's face. Right. It's just like, who cares? Yeah. You know, no one's that important. No one's watching you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can only say like from uh, from the outside looking in, like when you don't have, all right, well, there's always levels, right? So there's people that are, there's always people that have more money than you, right? And that's always, for some reason, what everybody is in competition with. Mm-hmm. I train people out here who say they have no money. Right. And I'm like, you're training with me. Yeah, exactly. So it, you, you got it. But in comparison to someone who has more, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, until until you kind of like realize all the different levels. Yeah. Like, like to me growing up, like I didn't I didn't understand that the same feeling of not having enough as this person is still at the level of the person who makes five million dollars a year right. compared to the guy who makes twenty yeah. or just ten, like you know, just a little bit more. It's like there's always this co- comparison game. Mm-hmm. No, I love people that like will do things but then say they have no money. Right. It's like yeah, because like I made a joke one time, like, and I was like, oh, like I'm shocked my uh, card didn't decline when I went to buy this, and like my sister was like, oh, like you, you like really like are broke. I was like, no, like I'm. Like, I'm okay. Like, I'm not worried about that happening. If I were dumb, like, yeah, I'm going to spend everything. But I was like, I work so I can, like, spend what I want. And, like, I have it down. I know exactly how much I have to work. Yeah. To, like, counterbalance everything. Right. Yeah. It's being responsible. Yeah. But I love people who, like, they'll walk around and they'll be like, I have absolutely nothing. And then they go spend $100 on lunch. So what is that? Explain that shit to me. Everyone I know. (laughs) Is 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 it like, I have nothing, meaning... Mommy and Daddy gave me two thousand dollars to spend this month, and I'm down to five hundred. Exactly. Okay. That's what. That's what I thought. It's so. I mean, I'll have people who. But that's nothing, dude. That's to them. That's nothing. That's literally they can't do anything. Yeah. I was like, like, and they also don't understand. Like, you can just not go out to lunch. You can save money. Yeah. Or you can just not go out that night. (laughs) Kevin, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) This nonsense, dude. I remember. I was like early twenties. I was um, I was working somewhere, and I had uh, I quit to um, 
to to do this project, this film project. I'd saved up all like like five grand, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, I used all the money, and I was shooting it, shooting the film, and ran out of money. And then my uh, I had thirty six bucks in my bank account, no job, and because I didn't put a hundred dollars in that month, they uh, what is that called? What are foreclosed? No, they, they charged me. Oh yeah, yeah. They, for not putting at least a yeah. hundred hundred bucks in, they charged me fifty. So I'm in the red, like fourteen dollars. Yeah. And I came. I had to go in. I think it was a, a Wells Fargo. I had to go in and like cancel my bank account. And I was like, yeah, I waited a little too long. And I was like, uh, I have negative money because I didn't make any this last month. <laughs> I'm just gonna close my account. And she was like, oh. And so they just kind of like waived that fee. Yeah. And gave me my thirty six bucks back. And then I just left. Yeah. <laughs> That's nothing. Well, mm. I got 36 bags. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, it is funny to hear people say that stuff when it's not literally right. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I have a friend, right, or a couple of weeks ago, she kept saying, like, my parents, like, won't let me spend money, like all these things. And for months, this has been going on. Yeah. And then I see, like, she went to Hawaii, like, which with her and her friends. I was like, right. Okay, well, something's not adding up. Yeah. Pull that microphone a little closer to your face. Pull it. Yeah. Tug on it. There you go. Yeah. Get it right there. Um, yeah. But but I mean that's that's the crew you hang with, man. Oh yeah. That's that's the people you roll with. It's fascinating to watch though. Um like growing up, like what high school did you go to again? Windward. 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 And that's located where? That's West LA. West LA. Kind of like Culver City. Got it. And uh, how much is that? It's probably now 50. 50 a year. a year? Yeah. Wow. That place is interesting. Dude, you were telling me, I remember a long time ago, I think it was your senior year, where you guys had like all those Zoom meetings with like counselors. Oh, And yeah. they would cry and shit. Oh, we, we yeah, there was a lot of that. We, we had one teacher who started crying. It was just one. I had a teacher, but then they do these like, all school meetings, yeah. like all grade. And like they would be so, like the administrators would be so into it. Like some of them were like tearing up. But and talking about what? Because it was COVID and it was such a hard time. Oh. I mean, that's, that's, I got to stay home in my mansion. God <laughs> damn it. That, that school is the worst. Yeah. Like I worked there too. I, it's the worst place. Why so though? The pretentiousness? They, it's very much, I mean, like I, a lot of the employees told me while I was working there. Yeah, they were like, the school is taking all these donations. They don't pay the staff. Like the people who should be the ones making money, right? Aren't. Yeah. Um, and it's just they have kind of this whole agenda of almost brainwashing everyone, right? To this is the only way to think, which is like it's woke, so woke. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like. Fine if you want to like have that as an option. Yeah. <laughs> but like you But when you enforce it, yeah. As like this is the only way you can think. Right. Yeah. And then that forces everyone to go one way or the other. Right. It's like I have friends who are now so conservative from there. Right. And it's like, well, the only reason is because you guys forced this upon them. Right. It's like they would have never been this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I've, it is funny though to see that because like, you know, you, a woke school like that is thinking that like they're doing the opposite 
of like an overbearing Christian school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, nah, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. You're forcing something down a kid's throat. Well, let's not let's not make those analogies. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is going downhill quick. Um, but yeah, you're doing the same thing. You're like forcing kids to adopt an ideology that they don't. They're not even old enough to like wrap their heads around. You know, like like a lot of a lot of life experience has to happen for before you can like change your views on things. Mm. Like the reason I don't get upset with you. When it when it when you tell me all this shit with women and stuff, it's because I know that you actually have to go through all this shit to realize the importance of what a relationship could be mm-hmm. and what uh what type of woman is a good woman to to stick with. Right. But you just got you gotta go through that. Mm-hmm. And it's like at a certain point parents or adults in general try to force something on somebody when they haven't had the life experience to even understand why they should even entertain that thought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anything woke right now is just kind of pointless anyway. It's illogical. Yeah. So now you're trying to shove something t- completely illogical onto somebody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you know. The best one we ever had was we had an assembly. I was probably in ninth or 10th grade. Yeah. It's like my whole grade went to the gym. It's like my grade was 90 people. And they said, okay, like, for everyone's mental health, the next hour you guys can take a nap. Oh man, that's and awesome! I was like, I'm not, I'm not going on. Like, and they literally brought yoga mats, yeah, for everyone to lay on the court. Wow! And I was like, I'm not going down there. Like, I'm, you're not paying me to go sit there for an hour with like everyone in the grade and try and take a nap on the basketball court. And you were a senior. No, I was ninth or tenth grade. Okay, and eventually, but still, you weren't th- four. Yeah. <laughs> And eventually they forced me. Like they literally, me and my friends were we'll sitting there. They were like, you guys cannot sit up here. And I was like, why? We're literally sitting in like the bleachers. Yeah. Like you have to go to the court. And so then afterwards I was like walking through campus and like one of my old teachers saw me. I was like, what what they have you guys do? And I told him, he immediately went straight to the administration. I was like, do you understand the problems with that? Mm. Like you can't have these kids all supposed to take a nap together. And he's there, like, well, it's for mental health. It's like, no, it's not. No, that's just that's awful. Like, I'm so <laughs> many. Like, I don't know how you guys think this was a good idea. Yeah, but it's just no. <laughs> wow. Yeah, mental health. Actually, the best thing for those kids is to actually have them do something physical. Right. Because none of them. I mean, look, their parents are 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 fine. Yeah. Parents are fine. They ain't got to do shit. They got maids at the house doing shit for them. Right. Yeah. Let's be honest. Right. A lot of them do. Yeah. Right. So, what what type of physical activity do they do? What type of ownership of their life do they take? They they don't. And like a lot of people don't realize, like it's tough. It's tough not having money, right? But it's also tough having money. Yeah. Because if you're not forced by your parents to like take initiative in your life and take ownership of certain things, you turn into some something that you don't even understand. Like, I, I right. know somebody who, he's in college now, but his dad was so was so concerned because he never really knew his dad. So he was like, my dad wasn't around to give me anything, so I'm just going to give my son everything and think that that's, that's the best thing I can do for him. And it's like, actually, by giving him everything he's wanted, 
and not holding him accountable for anything. He's turned into this privileged, pretentious kid. And he became aware of that, I think, his freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. And he comes home, and he yells at his dad for not being more strict with him. Right. And it's like, to someone who didn't grow up that way, that's like completely impossible to, to understand. But the more people I've met that have grown up that way, that completely makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you've probably seen a lot of that. Well, yeah, that's like the whole thing also with like, like doing like boxing. Yeah. It's like, like my parents don't understand why I like it. Yeah. They, to them, it's weird. It's bad. It's like, okay, to some extent, yeah, do it for like a few weeks. Right. After that, there's no need to like keep trying to get better or anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I understand I can't, I'm not good. But at the same time, I understand like, I can still defend myself. Yeah. And it's just like the fact, like my friends agree. They're like, it's so strange that like you walk around and like, you know that and you're like, you're confident because of that. Right. And it's like, like my parents agree with like, they're just like, we don't understand why like you do this, but it's like, because now I understand one, like, like I can, my mom, I can always protect myself. Yeah. Two, like if I'm with people, they're like, everyone just feels better and it's just like the idea of any physical violence is yeah. awful. Right. Because they don't know how to how to in, engage with it. Right. Yeah. I think like everyone who I know, their plan would be like if someone came to them on the street, is you call the cops <laughs> and you like try and wait 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know how that's going to work. But. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> Go I've seen it. people stab people real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, I'll wait. I'm going to wait 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's true, man. Yeah. It's even like like the date that I went on. We were like sitting outside and it was in Venice. So you have a bunch of homeless people. This crazy guy starts like stumbling down the street right at us. Yeah. So it's like immediately I'm staring right at him. I'm ready. If he comes near me, right. I'm getting right up. Like he's I, no problem putting this guy down. Yeah. And it's like just the fact that I feel like I can do that. Yeah. Is like a lot of people don't understand that. And they're like, man, it's like, what, what do you expect to happen if you, if I just sat there if he were to like keep coming and just like or attack us or something, like what are you gonna do? Yeah, man. That, that, I, I've witnessed this. I, I've got a, a client of mine, um, and he's older. He's like in his sixties, but he is very weak and has never done anything of, with self defense and doesn't know how to protect himself. And he is so fearful of 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 like anybody who can. Mm-hmm. And it's like all. What it really is, is it's exposing his lack, right? And in, in the exposing his lack, he feels guilty for not knowing and weak and unable to protect himself. So it's like he's got to like get mad at them for being so confident and, and knowing how to take care of themselves. Um, instead, of, instead of just being like, wow, yeah. I admire that. I think that's a good thing. It can be used in a good way. Maybe I should learn. Mm-hmm. But people don't do that because that that takes humility. Yeah. I also think it's because like now everywhere I go, like you always have a plan. Like yeah. If, if something were to go wrong, what do you do? Right. It's like even like if you're at like a restaurant. Yeah. It's like, like I'll never sit with my back to the door. Yeah. It's just like little things like right. paying attention to things like that. And people think it's so crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's especially now it's not at all to, like you have to kind of think that way yeah absolutely it's, especially living on campus right it's like i'm i live right by the back gates yeah it's the gate by my 
a building six feet. I mean, someone could jump it two seconds. Right. And there's always like, there's a lot of times like homeless guys that kind of come on campus that shouldn't. Yeah. It's like, I'm always thinking like worst case scenario. It's like, this is how to get to my car. Yeah. Like this is how to just get out of here. Like if I need to go somewhere, like this is what to do. Right. And a lot of people have no clue. No. And they don't want to think about it because it brings to their awareness, their lack of ability to do anything. So it's like yeah. you're in, the, in that situation with that girl on a date in Venice you're so you're uh you're aware of the situation mm-hmm. and you're like okay i could do this if this pops off yeah right some people are like when they see that homeless person they're like the thought of him doing something bad would lead them to to think well what would i do nothing mm-hmm. that's a horrible right. uh place to be to feel completely helpless and so what most people do is they don't think about it. Mm-hmm. They're like, I just won't think about it. Everything will be okay. Right. But that's just not honest. Yeah. You know? And so like people who are not as honest with themselves, when they're confronted with other people in this type of scenario that are more honest, mm-hmm. it makes them feel guilty that they can't. Yeah. Right. And so they, they demonize that person instead of learning from, them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because I even had a gas station a few months ago. I was paying notes. I was just like leaning on my car, looking at my phone. And like I look up, there's this homeless guy walking up to this woman. And it's like following her around the car. And she's doing circles. And like the second I see that, I walk over and like yell at the guy. He eventually leaves. But it's like nobody else paid it. Like there were five other people there. No one else paid attention. Mm -hmm. No one cared. Even like when I started yelling at him to go, nobody looked up. I was like, shouldn't that be something? Isn't that weird? If you see a woman literally like running around her car to like stay away from this guy. Yeah. I would think more people should jump in and just try and do something. Right. As opposed to just uh, act like you don't see it. Yeah. I've had multiple occasions like that with a, with an old client of mine. Uh, She was in her forties from, from California, but just, so oblivious to any physical altercations or danger. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we were, we are hanging where we I was training her and then like, you know, some homeless people would come up or like some confrontation with a neighbor or something like that. And she would not look up as I'm confronting the person. Yeah. And she would just be. And a lot of that is because she had nothing. She had no go to in her mind of what she could do. Mm hmm. So it's just like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Yep. You know, and it's just not true. Um, and her and I always clashed. <laughs> because I'm, I'm just like, I'm not going to lie to myself about this stuff. Right. You know? And that's like my other client who hates, you know, is, is, is very uncomfortable with people who can physically take care of themselves, right? Because he can't. Mm-hmm. He hates gun owners. Oh, yeah. He hates guns. You know, but he's never shot a gun. Right. He's never he's never tried to to learn about guns. I mean, he he doesn't even know how to physically defend himself. So, mm-hmm. you know, his logic is get rid of people with guns. Exactly. And then you're safe. And then we're safe. Make let make the government yep. take care get rid of all the guns so that that person won't shoot me. So now that I can't I can't even defend myself. That's what that's what these people don't understand out here is like when you get rid of guns, how are you going to defend yourself? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's like the whole thing. If you get rid of cops, yeah. Like, well, what's 
Where do you go? <laughs> right. How are you going to defend yourself? Yeah. You know? Somebody shows up in front of you with a knife. What are you going to do? Right. Call the cops. That's, yeah, that's my favorite. People think that it's like, oh, they're going to be there instantly. Yeah. And it's also, even if they, like I've told people, I'm like, even if they come, yeah. it doesn't mean they're going to be able to stop what's happening. Right. Like, if the guy, like, is there and has a knife or something, you you got a problem unless you do something. Right. Yeah. And, and and here's the thing, like, people don't think about, like, why would you not want your neighbor to have a gun? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, be friends with that guy. If you right. If shit pops off and you need somebody to come help you, you know he's got a gun. He knows how to use it. Mm-hmm. That should be that should be helpful for you. But no, no. I want him to I want the government to take his gun so that when shit does happen here, I'm defenseless and he can't help me. Yeah. Well, that like makes I, sense. I remember I think it was eleventh grade. Yeah. Like the week before my person next to me, their house is broken into. They stole a safe full of nine guns. Mm. And then sure enough, like my parents were out of town that night, so it's just me. At like two AM the alarm goes off. Oh, I remember that. And it's like, oh boy, like someone's coming in. And like at first I was, you're so just like, oh, nothing's happening. So I turned the alarm off and then my dad called me. It was like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, and he's like, hit the panic button. It's like, you like hit that. It took 20 minutes for cops to get there. And in the meantime, the 911 operator had me grab a golf club, hide in the bathroom. Oh my God. And literally he's like, she literally on the phone tells me, don't go for the body because that's going to do nothing. If you see them, you have to go for the head. And it's like, and she's like, just as hard as you can. Don't think. And she's keeps telling me if someone opens that door, it's not a cop. It's like, <laughs> this is hilarious. I'm sitting, I'm panicking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. This well, is a female. This is a female. 911. And she's so calm. She thinks it's perfectly normal. You've got to aim for the head. Yeah. Don't aim for the body. If that door opens, it is someone trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she, she's like, what weapons in the house do you have? I was like, I have a four iron in my hand. <laughs> she goes, okay. <laughs> damn yeah that's wild so yeah it was like but that's the thing it's like what am i supposed to do like i just don't get it i told my parents i was like shouldn't that scare you guys a little bit the fact that i'm sitting in a bathroom waiting for a guy to open the door yeah and like i got one swing and that's it right yeah shouldn't we have a gun yeah that was that was vetoed yeah that was (laughs) vetoed real real quick quick. (laughs) (laughs) what what did your dad say to that uh he said the security guy uh-huh. Like the ADT kind of security guy that goes yeah. around the neighborhood it has a, does it, they don't even have guns anymore. They have like BB guns. No. And they're, I think it's like BB guns and pepper spray, a combo. It's supposed to really oh, take you out. Oh, it's, it's like a, it's a bullet that explodes and pepper spray. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to hit you hard enough for like it hurts mm-hmm. and then it explodes. So you like, shouldn't, I think like you I've seen those see guns. It. Yeah. But it's like, Okay, one, you're trusting that that guy is going to do anything. Yeah. Like, reality is he's, they don't do anything. They just sit there all day. Yeah. It's like, you know, in the 20 minutes that you're waiting for a cop. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, this is a problem at a certain That's point. Wild. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's funny. But like, when you talk to girls, though, um, I mean, I'm only assuming they're completely unaware of all the dangers around them. No idea. No idea. One girl understood ever. Yeah. And she was, she like said something, she like made a joke about like her drink being like spiked. Yeah. And was like, I know if someone does it, like I'm just going to hunt them down and kill them. That's someone who wouldn't do jack shit. She came, but like she like, she was like, she came across very serious. Like, yeah, she was like a girl like you just wouldn't mess with. Okay. 
and like she like she was terrifying it a little bit too but like you're like i'm into this this is hot the way it's just like the way she acted like no one's gonna do anything because she acted like she's like put together right knows what she's doing she's serious like good and then yeah everyone else clueless yeah all right so back to that thing you said about women being smart they got to be smart oh yeah what does that entail though situational awareness yeah yeah i think that also i couldn't deal with someone who's texting me every two seconds okay i i that would, that would, I would hate that. Yeah. It's, I just, do people do that? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, my roommate, we were watching a movie a couple nights ago. Yeah. We wouldn't let him go on his phone to text her. Yeah. So we would take breaks. And for 10 minutes, he would send paragraphs to her. And we're like, what are you texting? He's like, I, I just have to respond. Oh, jeez. And we're like, you can't go two hours without texting her? And he's like, it's just, oh, she, she expects me to text right whenever she says something. I'm like, just like it's fine. Yeah, she knows you're watching a movie. Like nothing's going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, now you see, like that relationship. He he will react. He will deal with women mm-hmm. throughout his life like that. Yep, and that'll make him into that uh, that older man who's just like, all right, whatever you say. Just you know, because yep. there's no there's like no communication there. Mm-hmm. You know. He's too worried about hurting her feelings, mm-hmm. and she's too concerned with herself to see that he's just fucking morphing into something that he's not for her. Uh huh. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like they both couldn't be nicer. Right. Like they're just like like they mean so well. That's good. And it's like, but I'm just like, like he is afraid to say no. Right. Yeah. I'm like, like he'll tell me. He'll be like, okay, we're gonna go out this night. Yeah. He's like, okay. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yep, I'll be here. Promise. And then it'll be like an hour before. He's like, uh, maybe, I don't know if I can leave here. And then it'll be, literally, he'll text me. and He'll be like, sorry, I can't leave the house. Like, she's wants me to stay. Right. I was like, well, you could just be like, hey, I made plans. Yeah. Like, well, you guys are going out to a bar. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. No, I don't think so. Well, he's dating her. Yeah, but she knows he's good. I think I watch out. I make sure, sure nothing sure. happens. But. What else would he be doing at a bar? Like what? If there's you're not a, there to pick up a chick. There's a lot to do. I mean, he went right? out on my birthday and started drinking water. Okay. <laughs> bar. I've never seen I bet he had a blast. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Yeah. He, it gets, he fell asleep at his girlfriend's. He was supposed to surprise me. Okay. He fell asleep at the girlfriend's house. Yeah. Comes back, like surprises me three hours late, I guess. Yeah. We're supposed to all go to dinner. He fell asleep. Yeah. Goes out. I'm like, okay, you like, you need to have fun. He's like, okay. I see him with a drink in his, his hand. And I'm like, oh, what'd you get? He's like, uh, water. He drank three waters. Nice. And then right when we left, he Ubers right back to her house. <laughs> Got it. Well, I mean, you know, things change when you're dating somebody. And you don't want to put yourself in that situation, yeah. you know. So I understand that. But, like, definitely communication's so important. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize, like, how important until you're like dating someone for six months and it's like, oh, fuck, who am I? Who have I become? Yeah. But that's the process of learning how to communicate. Like Courtney and I have, I've made it a priority to always communicate like mm-hmm. how I'm feeling and like, okay, look, this is what I want. Can you, can you provide this? Mm-hmm. And am I providing what you want? Right. Because if we, if we don't, if, if neither of us know then we can't even try to kind of compromise, mm-hmm. right? But, 
you know, that there's a, it takes time. It takes time to, to have those conversations and learn how to talk. Cause like so many women, so we talk about this, men won't, maybe we haven't, men won't say shit to women because they get so emotionally triggered. So men just keep, just don't yeah. say shit. Right. And then women are like, oh, they don't, they don't understand what a man's thinking. Mm-hmm. And then, because they, because they couldn't handle it if a man told them. Right. Right. Uh, and then the guy just never says shit. And so if he's never, he's not actually communicating with the girl, mm-hmm. his head's somewhere else. Right. Right. And so that's why that relationship doesn't last. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's the hardest thing about a relationship. Just like you, like getting numbers and, you know, instead of just getting Instagrams, uh-huh. they get to know you. Right. Yeah. And both parties have to like, I think there's like this fantasy of a relationship that most people have, especially girls. Mm-hmm. Girls think, oh my God, he's just going to give me everything. He's going to take care of me and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? Right. Uh, I'm just going to be me. I'm awesome. I'm funny and I'm smart. He only laughs at you mm-hmm. because he's trying to get something. You know what I mean? Like, like it's funny, like a lot of Hot girls think they're funny. Yep. Because guys laugh at them. Right. And it's like, but they literally think it's because of the, of how funny they are. Yeah. There's one girl who I like genuinely, she's dumb as can be. Yeah. But everyone just like, laughs at her and she thinks she's amazing. She thinks she's so popular, but it's like, you know, people like, honestly, to some degree, I think feel bad. Right. I mean, I'm like talking to this girl. I said to her, I was like, good thing you're hot. Cause you're you're not going to be able to make it on your own. <laughs> and she looks at me. She's like, "Yeah, I know." Okay, but I'm like, "So why do you have to act so dumb?" Right. Just like stay quiet. And right. she like tries to like talk, and it's just like, "Come on!" Like you need to have some self awareness. Right. But nobody really checks her. No. Especially oh. dudes, right? Oh, it's no. You got to let her go. Right. Great entertainment. Yeah. Exactly. It is fascinating how women will uh, not understand their limitation. Yeah. No, my favorite thing is when I ever do homework. Yeah. It does not matter how much they don't understand the subject. They think they understand it perfectly. And so I'll be doing something and they'll be like, oh, well, you do this, this, and this. And I'm for hours sometimes. They'll be so far wrong. Mm. And then they'll like be like, oh, why didn't you say anything? I was like, well, you seem like you understood <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> why would I help yeah. you if you get it? Yeah. And it's, but they just, they're so convinced. Yeah. At no point. And then they, they get mad at you. Well, yeah, it's always my fault. For not, Everything's my fault. For not telling them what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it's, the dynamics between men and women are, are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's not just one, it's like, it's not just like women have issues, but men have issues too. Right. You know? But I like your age, you're just kind of like realizing, oh, okay, there's big differences mm-hmm. between people. And, and, and it's like both parties are unaware yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just kind of like the the bar scenario. Like girls are going, yeah, I feel like I could meet the man of my dreams at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And guys are like, okay, all <laughs> yeah, right, got it. Yeah, no guy's thinking that. No, None. never. Um, So what's it what's it like being a sophomore now? Now it's just kind of like I, everyone just wants to get it done. Isn't that crazy? It's like freshman year, I think it's so different. Yeah. It's like... You can do you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you're just enjoying the college experience. Yeah, but now it's like, okay, we've done it. Like it's you know, like I check the box. Right. It's like 
okay, I'll, I'll keep going out for the next whatever two and a half years now. Got at it. the same time, it's just like there's no point. So that's the mindset. It's like as long as I'm in college, I'm just going to keep living that college life. Yeah. Mm. And like I think for me, it's good because I kind of have like, since I'm also from LA, it's I have like a combo where it's like I have like work life. Like when my friends are in town from high school, like I'll see them. But then I also have college. But then my friends who only have college here, who don't have a job, don't have a car. So like they're always on campus. There, It's definitely like, they're like, well, this is it. Like, this is my life right now. And this is just the next few years. Yeah. And I think some people realize that it's not as, like, what is happening is not maybe the best. Yeah. Uh, other people are the opposite. Uh, other what do you people, mean? Other people, I think, understand that, like, what's going on, like, can't continue. Right. It's just, I mean, like, I know one of my roommates only eats mac and cheese. Okay. It's the only thing he can cook. Yeah. And it's like, it's just like little things like that. They just think you can do whatever you want for like these four years. Right. And then you graduate and it's like you start over. Mm. It's like, that's not really how it works, but yeah, you can think that. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's like you, what you really want to be doing is like living the life you want to be living outside of college right now. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Yeah. I've never, I've never understood that. Well, I understand it. I mean, it's, it's easier to do that. It's easier to say, oh, when this is over, I'll change shit. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, but yeah, college right now, it's yeah, it, it, it's interesting because like it's like the set in like in high school when you're a senior, you're like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Right. But in college it kind of comes earlier. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is another four years of this. I don't want to do the whole four years again. Right. You know? Yeah, it's like that. I also think I mean, what I don't understand is people that don't work out. Yeah. That makes no sense. Cause like to me, this is the time you should be right. Cause like, just like build a foundation. Yeah. It's like, isn't that something you want to do now before you have a job? And like, it's tough to take time for yourself. Yeah. Just like a lot of my friends are business majors where they'll be stockbrokers and stuff. So it's like, that's a job you're working from 4am till you can stop. Like there's no, you work nine to five. Right. That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So it's just, it makes no sense to people that think, oh, I'll just do all these things afterwards. Like, I'll start looking out for myself then. Yeah. It's like, no, you should be doing that now. Build a foundation and then, like, your life can kind of move on. Yeah. Well, what you're realizing is uh, there's different people. Mm -hmm. There's different people. And people, people, you know, people make excuses and people have all kinds of reasons for their excuses. I've got reasons for my excuses. But it's it's really like what what the the idea of what you have for yourself um, is different for different people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I used to think that way too about people. And what I didn't realize was like I had this big vision of what my future could be, and I was like working towards it. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else didn't. Right. And it's like I can't expect someone to act like me or like prioritize the things I prioritize if they don't have a vision that matches something similar to mine. Mm -hmm. And the more you get to know people, the more you, you see that. But one of the, one of the things is like, it's hard to like spend a lot of time with those people. Mm -hmm. Right. And so instead of like, so what happens is like you realize your friends not as geared towards the same idea as you. And then you get upset at your friend 
And then instead of just like not spending as much time with them, mm. you still spend the same amount of time, but you just get more frustrated. Right. And it's like, at some point you like figuring out like, oh, I have to just spend less time with this person mm. and just focus on my own thing, but accept them for what they want in their life. Right. I also think it's amazing how few people in college are independent. What do you mean? Like there's people who need to be around someone the whole day. They like if they're alone for an hour. You mean dependent? Yeah, like they just they right. can't live independent. Okay. Um, they're always like surrounded by people, and they have like they honestly have like anxiety attacks. Yeah. The second they're alone, like if they don't go out one night. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't understand. I like, I kind of understand it, but at the same time, I just don't get why you wouldn't want to change that. Yeah. And these people like they know they have to be around their friend, even if they don't like them very much. Yeah. They're always with them. Yeah. It's just, well, um, when when you are concerned with always being around other people for your validation, there's a there's insecurity there, right? Mm-hmm. So there's some type of insecurity, um, and either it's based in something true or it's not, and it's like you got to figure out like, is it, and what do I need to do to work on it? The problem is, you're not like that. Mm-hmm. You're like I'm I'm fucking great. <laughs> I could I could be with me all day. Right. Which is, you know, debatable. I, was, I wasn't that way though last year. Yeah. I think as time's gone on, I've become right. more that way. Yeah. Some people can like get to that point, but some people it just takes them longer because of their personality, like their sensibilities and stuff like that. But those people need to like gear that towards something helpful. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like if you just like want to be around your friends to feel that validation. But the only time you're around your friends is when you go out to bars and shit. It's like, right. That's not healthy. Yeah. So, cause yeah, I've definitely like last year I was like, if I, like I always wanted to go out and stuff. Yeah. And then now it's, I just don't care. It's like my friends want to fine, but I don't care if I'm alone. Yeah. Like just, if I want to stay at my apartment one night, fine. Yeah. And so yeah, some people are just the, like they never change. I feel like they're still how I was freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it happens. Um so what do you what do you find yourself wanting to do now? Cuz like freshman year you're like I'm just going to go out. I'm going to go out. I'm going to keep doing this for 4 years. Well, I mean ideally it's like you find find a girlfriend. Okay. And then you can to me then you just do whatever like you want. You don't have to go out. You got you can hang out if you want with her. Yeah. But like that's the thing is like my friends who go out to bars. Yeah. In a group of guys. Yeah. And when they say, we should just stay together at night, no one goes like to girls. Like, it's like, no, that's not like you go out to a bar to meet girls. Right. It's just reality. And girls yeah. go to bars to meet guys. Yeah. So I've never understood that. I always tell my friend, I'm like, yeah, we can do that. And the second we get there, I'm out. <laughs> okay. They don't see me the rest of the night. Yeah. But um, no, I think it's just like find a girlfriend or it's just something that's not less of a, like a random hookups. Right. Um, and then just kind of go from there. Right. Just kind of, yeah, don't have to do much. The fact that you guys haven't come up with any other option than like go to a bar confuses me. What else do we do? Go to the gym. I, we could do that. Hang out at somebody's apartment. Oh, we do that. But right. like, that's always, that's drinking focused. Oh, well, I mean, that definitely doesn't have to be. It does. Really? Just hanging out at somebody's apartment? Oh, it has to be. It's got to be drinks. It has to be. Why? 
What else would you do? Talk to each other? Yeah. No, but it's fun when everyone gets a little drunk. Okay. Especially when they get drunk and you don't. Yeah. <laughs> then you just get to watch like the disaster. Yeah. Got yeah. it. It's that's 20. Like I went to my friend's house last night. Right. And it's like the second I get like he already was drinking. Like that's just the way it kind of goes. Mm. And it's, you can't like I'll never have someone over without them asking like, oh, what do you have? Right. And it's like that's just expected. Interesting. Yeah, I, I forget about that yeah. when people are in college. Like, yeah, hey, we get to drink now. Like, Let's just drink all the time. Yeah, that's people's philosophy. Yeah, you know, I know. Especially the people, my friends who don't have cars. Right. Will drink all day. Okay, because they're never driving. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> They'll show up to class literally with a water bottle full, like with vodka. That's pointless. And I'm like, why are you doing this? And they're like, oh, why not? Or they're just like it's a night class. That's what that's the best excuse. It's a night class. Um, yeah, because I've like now I have a night class till nine thirty on Thursdays. Yeah, and I've like one of my friends was like, oh, like bring literally like bring your blender bottle, put whatever you want in there. No one can tell. Yeah, and then you can like pregame while in class, and then you can come out afterwards. Perfect. I was like, I don't think that's going to be the best option for me. But yeah. thanks for the suggestion. <laughs> I might not make it out of class. Yeah, like <laughs> like what if I miss time this by. Like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And I have, a, you know, a little too much to drink. That's wild, man. But, uh, yeah, you guys can definitely do other things than just drink. Nobody plays video games? I, I, I think they're awful. I refuse yeah. to. What do you want to do? I don't like to do anything. I have my routine. Yeah, like please my, tell me. It's like on my Hinge profile. Okay. <laughs> have this have this written down. It's like, like your typical Sunday. Yeah. It's like Equinox. Erewhon smoothie or something. You're like, go to Venice. Yeah. Get food. Go back. Like, watch Netflix. That's the day. Got it. Don't, like, if I want to do something, great. I don't do homework, really. Right. Because there's, you know, you don't have to anymore. Yeah. So it's like, all the work I do is, if I want to do it, there's nothing, like, forced. There's really no deadlines. Except yeah. for, like, a test. So if I have a day free, it's do whatever I want. Okay. Is there anything you're trying to learn? I feel like I learned through experience. Okay. And so I just try to throw myself in situations. I think okay. I've learned a lot about how to live on your own. Okay. Yeah. Since being at school, especially this year. Yeah, because you're on your own. Yeah. But also like now. <laughs> Still don't know how to do laundry, but continue. I'll never need to. Right. Never. Yeah. I found out you can go and pay like a place to do like fluff and fold. Yeah. I saw, I found uh, in Playa Vista, there's a. Perfect. Yeah, I got this dry cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dry like I, I didn't know like I have jeans, I don't want them to shrink. Right. And I got in trouble because I thought the only way to do that was take them to the dry cleaners. Right. And I so I paid to have that done and my mom yelled at me because I didn't know if you just didn't put them in the dryer. Right. I never occurred to me. Yeah, you're learning how to live on your own. I got it. I just learned dry cleaning is not dry. <laughs> you're right. My dad taught me that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like but I just now think I can actually function as a human being. Yeah, that's great. I think in high school you think you can, but... Oh, yeah, no. You, you no clue. Chance. <laughs> no clue. But everybody thinks they've got their shit together. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I want to be on my own. The second I got a car, yeah, I felt like I could do whatever. Like, I could handle myself on my own. Absolutely no chance. Now I feel like I could make things work. Right. Because, I mean, like, kind of do. Yeah. But, yeah, high school you don't. 
So, but like back to that thing, you, anything that you want to learn. Oh yeah. I mean, definitely like stocks and that stuff. Yeah. It's like, I just think you have to like surround yourself with it. Yeah. So it's like, just like checking throughout the day, like talking to people who do it. Right. And that's where like playing golf has been huge because everyone I know who threw golf. Yeah. It's either a stockbroker has money on the stock market. Like everybody's involved in it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like just picking up things from them. Yeah. And then if you're just like what they've, those people have all told me, they're like, when I go for any job interview, the fact I can just hold my own in a conversation, it's all you need. About stocks. Yeah. Yeah. About stocks or anything in business just because I've talked to them. Yeah. It's like any finance or real estate kind of thing. That is true though. I, I didn't realize how important the ability to talk about those things mm-hmm. like separates you from regular people. Yeah. And I say regular people, but it's just like, dude, the amount of people who know nothing about real estate and nothing about stocks is like probably like 95% of people. Because if you don't, if you don't do it, you don't understand it. And you're not around, if you're not around those people who do it, you can't have conversations about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I've had also people, because also out here, like people who do those things have a lot of money. Right. Exactly. So it's like, at least for me hearing, about them like dealing like I had one guy who's like yeah I made like my partner 15 million right on this like business deal so it's like just being around that and like learning to be comfortable with it I think such an advantage because I have friends who like the house costs a million dollars to them is crazy it's like out here that's every house yeah that's just you grow up and it's like yeah if you have two story house it's probably going to be two or three million like you kind of just pick up on those things and they're from like the midwest and they'll live in a mansion but it's 500,000. Mm-hmm. So for them, they can't process like the fact someone spends 40 million on a house. Right. And so like, and they don't know what they want to do. Cause they're like, well, I didn't realize that's real money. Like I thought what real money is, was like buying a house for a couple hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's fascinating. All that I'm learning about real estate, like you, there's no way that you can learn nothing is taught in school yeah. that actually matters. Right. And it's so hard to like, look at like people who are like, like trying to get their kids into a great college. And like, they're telling me like, yeah, you got into this college. And I'm just like, doesn't, so does not matter. Doesn't matter at all. No. Doesn't matter at all. The only thing that really matters is like the connections you have, right? The network that you have, the people that you know. Um, Yeah. Because, like, you don't need a degree to do stocks. No. You don't need a degree to do real estate. Yeah. You literally just, like like my dad's told me, have a GPA that's, like, somewhat acceptable. Right. Like he's like, you can have a 3-3. Three, three. You're fine. And then have a degree from a school. And if someone's heard of that school, you're fine. It's like, it doesn't need to be Harvard for everything. Right. And especially if you just have the connections, you're kind of good. Yeah. It's not as hard as people think. That's what doesn't make sense is my friends who don't work to like try and meet people or anything. It's like, shouldn't you be doing something to help you out? So in five years you could like say, Oh, like, like you have a friend who's older. Who's like, Oh, we've known each other for five years now. You do what I want to do. Like, can you help me get a job? They're not trying any of that. Right. So they're going to get out of college and they're going to be with the millions of other people who just apply kind of cold to everything. Yeah. Don't know anyone. Don't even know what it's like to actually have that job. Right. 
I mean, it must stem from like how the parents like just give them everything. Yeah. With no like, you know, demand for work. Like you don't have to do anything to get this. You're just going to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's got to be some type of thing that 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 kid has to do right. to deserve something. You know, you got to yeah. create some type of system. Right. Parents don't do that. Yeah, I think the majority. It's like here's a credit card. Yeah, good to go. Yeah, you definitely can't do that, and actually make them appreciative mm-hmm. and understand what money is. Yeah, because that's like my parents' thing of like, like if you're in school, you work. Yeah, it's like, and like it could be anything. It could be like I worked at a golf store one time as like a cashier kind of thing. It doesn't matter what the job is, but you just do something. Yeah, so you at least process it. It's like all the money that you spend is pretty much your own. Like my my parents are like we'll pay for essentials like food. Other than that, you're kind of on your own. Like we're not gonna just support you to do whatever you want. Yeah, but it but it makes you understand yeah. how hard it is to make money, right? Yeah. You know, like working a nine to five is a hard way to make money, right? And then you do that for a year, and then you realize that people are still doing that in their seventies, right? You know, it's like, yeah, or it's like my what like coaching the high school. It's like the hour drive there to for an hour practice, and then you drive back for an hour. It's like to make the thirty dollars, right? Or whatever it is. It's like that's tough. Like you can't do that and like actually support yourself. Well, people do, but in terms of like you can't just do that a couple times a week, right? A like, couple times a week. No. You're doing that. If you are going to do that, you have to do it all the all, time. Yeah, it's all day. Yeah, yeah. And that's a that's that's such an important lesson to learn. And raising a kid with you know when you've got a lot of money to give that kid and and not allowing them to really understand that man i mean it creates these quote unquote privileged kids that everybody hates mm-hmm. and it's really up to the parents yeah you know like it really is mm-hmm. like god i can only imagine some of the people you went to school with in high school that was hilarious <laughs> the people are just i mean it's insane some of like our parking lot, yeah. Like the first car was always his kid's Porsche. Okay. There's always Range Rovers. It's like, what what do you think a parent is actually thinking when they get their kid a Porsche? That's what's funny to me. It's like, it. I get it's fine. Spend more money, get them a nice car. But then why do you go to like hundred and fifty thousand dollar car? Like, what's the benefit? And, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would love for them to like explain it. They yeah. can't, no way they can. Yeah. But yeah, like a, one of my friends is like a Tesla. And of course he had it and then he like totals the thing. Right. And he was like, yeah, I just didn't see the car. And I was like, you don't think this is an issue that like you got a brand new car, you totaled it within you know, a month? No, I've got a new one now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember his rental was a Porsche. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. The dad didn't want him driving in like a regular, just like. Ugh, like a Ford? That'd be awful. Oh God. How dare that? That can't happen for my child. That cannot happen. Yeah. That is funny. But like, that's like the parent, like trying to protect the kid, like Mm -hmm. thinking that they're doing the best for that kid, but they're not. Yeah. It's also like the parent's image that they're trying to keep up. Got to keep up with everybody else at the school. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like as a kid, when you see that shit and you see parents still trying to like, uh, like fit in. Yeah. You're like, Really? You're how old and you're still trying to fit in? Mm-hmm. Dude, for some reason, 
uh, kids can just sniff that shit out. Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah, you can tell in two seconds if they're if your parents are like trying to f- kind of fake it. Right. It's, it's it stands out. Yeah, and especially I think when you're younger, you can tell because like if you, it's like I, for me, it's like I went to school from kindergarten through sixth grade in the same school. So it's like you are around the same people for a long time. So your parents like at sports games and everything are going to kind of become friends. Yeah. But you can tell who's faking it. Who Cause actually, you see them change. Yeah. You can see like who actually likes, you know, the other parents who doesn't. Yeah. Even like right now with my, like the coaching job, there are some people that like, I, I can't stand that. I just, they're annoying, but they, the second that they're in the group of the other parents, they're a different person. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, just, yeah, you guys just doing that. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, people do that for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, get on antidepressants. <laughs> you know? It's like w- one of the hardest things in life to do is to be one way all the time, mm-hmm. no matter who you're around. And you you kind of don't realize, like a lot of people like put on an act for certain people. And a lot of times it's because they're just good at putting on an act. Like some people are not good at acting. Right. You know, like I'm just going to say what I want to say whenever I want to say it, you know, stuff like that. But some people are actually like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that around them. They're actually thinking about that other person, how how they should interact with them. And so they kind of morph themselves around or into something different around different people. But that that's not the healthiest thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it always comes to bite you in, in the ass. Yeah. Now there's a there's a little bit of like you know consideration you have to to give to to everybody right you don't want to just say whatever you want to everybody hurt everybody's feelings and you know shit like that but but yeah sometimes people people will like always uh, act like some someone else just to ap- appease somebody mm-hmm. and then after doing it for so long they get mad at other people who don't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's almost like they have to now. They've done it for so long. They feel like they have to like put on a smile and blah, blah, blah. And then when you don't, it's like, stop doing it. Be like me. Be fake, you know? But it's, it, it can be, it can become, it can come from like a fake thing, like, because I want to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Or it could come from like, I just don't want to make anybody mad. Right. You know? And it's 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 like up to you personally to figure out like what are you doing, which one is it, mm-hmm. you know, and is that healthy in that in that moment? Right. But yeah, when you see adults do it, still, it's like, ugh, yeah, it's tough. But like one of the things that you 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 get to realize the older you get is like adults are just kids. I saw some words like you and, think like you're going to grow up one day, but yeah, you never really change their body. Their body just aged. Yeah, that's it. Now. You want to be able to grow in wisdom, right? You want to be get you want to get wiser the older you get. Not a lot of people do that. That's why you see a lot of older people uh, emotionally unstable, right? Mm. Emotionally unstable, um, acting like a kid. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but so when when I I hear a lot of people like. Who are who are adults who talk about teenagers and like yeah just let them do what they want blah, blah. and it's just like a lot of people this is what I've noticed a lot of people who were older 
are kind of the same as they were as a teenager because they haven't gotten any wiser. Mm -hmm. They just done whatever the fuck they wanted to do. And they've never really kind of like, um, thought about anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's a point in your life where you got to start thinking about somebody else. Yeah. Like somebody else isn't, you know, I have to like be concerned for somebody. Um, but a lot of people are just very selfish. And then those people meet the opposite sex and then they, get married and there's just two very selfish people who like doing what they want to do. And they found someone that they're attracted to. Right. And now they get to do that shit and make fun of other people together. Yeah. That's kind of what a relationship becomes. It's like, all right, you don't like those people. Oh, I don't like those people either. Let's hang out and make fun of them. You know, it kind of gets that way. That's why, that's how like I'll make friends. Yeah. You just pick apart like, (laughs) right. It's, It's the things that you don't like that you bond over more. Yeah. Sometimes. It's like you look who's like laughing at who. Mm-hmm. And then there you go. It's like the perfect thing. Yeah. It's funny. But uh but yeah, man, I I heard this quote. This uh you know the writer of Fight Club? Yeah. <laughs> my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, your favorite movie. He was talking, he was like he's like he heard somebody say he was like, um they did this poll on like people who were like uh like forties, fifties, sixties, whatever. And they asked them all, like, what age do you feel like? Like, I know you're, you're, you're in your 60s, but what do you feel like? And m- the majority of them said, like, 30 to 32. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they feel like. And, dude, I totally get that. Like, when I hit 30, 32, I was like, this is me. Huh. Yeah. And it's like... Everything that I struggle with, I'm going to struggle with. Mm-hmm. But everything that I'm good at, I'm good at. And I know that I'm good at. And all these other little things about my identity. And it's like, in your 20s, you're so concerned about other people and what they think about you, mm-hmm. for the most part. When you get to the th- to your 30s, you realize that nobody gave a fuck about you. Right. Nobody was thinking about you. Because they were all thinking about how you were thinking about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, but like when I hit that 30, 32 spot, um, I was like, I think I want to like the way that I, I view things now is pretty much how I feel like I'm going to view things when I'm in my forties and fifties. Like it's like, there's not much. So I had, you know, there's a point where like you can learn more, you can learn more, but like if you're not able to like be humble enough to like accept certain things that you don't know, mm-hmm. um, then you'll never grow, right? Right. <laughs> so, but a lot of people will not do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like, um, like when you stop, when you stop humbling yourself to accept certain things that you're not correct about when you're a teenager, it's kind of like you stay in that mindset your whole life. Uh-huh. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's like, we'll kind of go Because when you, well, you were talking about in high school, when you got a car, you were like, I, I got this life thing. Right. Think about staying in that mindset mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, you'd have no chance. Well, you, yeah, I mean, you, you survive, but like you find a way to like get somebody else to take care of you mm-hmm. or manipulate other people. But it's not true. Like, it's not like you're, you're, it's not like you're growing. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. no it's definitely well even like for like your quote thing 
Because that's to me like right now I feel like I'm way older. Yeah. It's like I, to me I feel like I'm 30. Yeah. But then had you asked me last year, it would have been like no, I felt like I was whatever 18, 19. Right. And it's like now I feel like you just like gravitate to like thinking that you're older. Yeah. I think people either like especially my age either think that they're young and like will always be like this. Right. Or they start just thinking like I'm more mature and kind of like and with me and think they're 30 years old or whatever. Yeah. Well, you want every year to kind of feel like that. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, like like a year ago I was an idiot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you want to keep growing. Um the moment you feel like you're not like you're still this you're the same person. Mm-hmm. Like, but there's there's a good thing about being the same you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you become an asshole, you're a worse person, that's that's not good. But you want to be you. But you also want to grow, right? And a lot of people don't know how to grow. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing is accepting things that you don't, that you're not correct about mm-hmm. or accepting things about you that you should grow in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, especially at your age right now, cannot do that. Right. Because it's just too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, that's kind of the exact point. Yeah. It's like no one wants to also like think they should change. Yeah. Because like I know for me it was like I always thought I was young, and then last year when I, whatever went to like anaphylaxis, almost died. That to me was like a, almost like a wake up call, right? And then since then it's very much like oh like, like you don't want to know it's going to happen. You could die, and so it's like you might as like you kind of have to keep progressing, right? Because if you just like stay still, like then you're just wasting time, right? So that's a that's a good point that you brought up, the inevitability of death. Mm-hmm. Some people will push that in the back of their head their whole life. Right. So that's that's kind of why like uh psychedelic therapy has has been so beneficial for people because it in some cases like the experience feels like you die. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so that's like the biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody's biggest fear is dying because it's completely right. unknown. Yeah. You're fearful of the unknown. You're, you're fearful of two things. You're fearful of what you know, what you've experienced in the past. You don't want it to happen again, or you're exp- you're, you're you're scared of something that you have no idea about, mm-hmm. right? The unknown. And so, when people experience that uh, that death uh, in in the journey, they can actually live in a more honest way, right? Because that fear is kind of let let go of. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, that's well, that's kind of my thing. Like once I like. Almost like I realized I could die. Yeah. Because I like, especially like for some of my age, you never think yeah. that's a possibility. It's like, it's very real possibility. Right. Not much has to go wrong. Yeah. And so it's like, you but until you had that experience, oh, was, you couldn't even think of it. Never. I was like, I, I always thought till you're like 50. Right. You don't have to worry about anything. 50, maybe you have a heart attack or something. But until then, unless it's some super rare, you get like cancer or something. Yeah. You're fine. What's the what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, and then like out of nowhere, it's like oh, like now is the moment. Like you know, this is like actually what you never thought could happen, and now it's your kind of life is there, but it could be gone. Right, so you have to start figuring out what's next. And what what is what have you what's your mind process been like? Kind of dealing with that and like thinking of like okay, well, what do I want my life to be like? I, mean, I think it's just more of like one, like 
everyone says like don't wait for things just like do them mm-hmm. but the, like i agree with that but at the same time it's like what like you should do now is the things you want to do in the future kind of like yeah. you said like building your life in college for what you want afterwards right so i know a lot of people say like work during the week and on the weekends you do what your dream life is yeah and then like the hope is that that just becomes life yeah so it's kind of doing more of that of like figuring out like if what i want to just do so it's like since then i feel like i'm like i work out way more yeah i you know i expect like do more days where i just like go do whatever i want yeah as opposed to like oh that'll happen in a few years right just kind of like actually doing things that you want to do and those things are what for you other than working out i mean it's like that i think it's definitely spending more time alone okay like because it just like now i'm at the point i don't care and i think it's like i think it can be fun yeah and so it's like doing that or like that i think since then like i'm working way more also but it's like i've also started to enjoy it more right so it's like okay that's a good thing um for me like i like i'm now dying to play golf again mm-hmm. when i pretty much an quit but i was kind of pretty much done yeah so like that's kind of come back where it's like oh like i still want to do that like you just figure out what kind of things that you actually enjoy yeah so what what makes you enjoy coaching and teaching i think especially having people for a long time to like actually see how they've gotten better yeah like I'm sure it's probably the same with working out of like oh, yeah. actually seeing someone progress. Yeah. And like what I've always told someone is like, I can't control what you do. Yeah. I was like, I like my like pitch to clients is I give you the opportunity to do like to hit your goal, like whatever yeah. that might be. So you have like one kid, he's like 11 years old and the mom's like, this kid's playing college golf. And I'm like, I can't control that. Like I didn't give the opportunity, but he's gotten so much better in the two years. That in like I've been with him, it's like I actually want to see him doing well. Yeah. As opposed to I have other people that come for a lesson, wait three months, come back. It's like, well, this is meaningless. Right. Like you're not working. There's no point in me being here. And like I've told them, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I know you pay me, but I don't care. Right. It's like, you know, don't show up unless you're going to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You enjoy that. I mean, I, I, I never wanted to coach. Oh, really? Never, dude, no. I always thought coaching's where you go to die. <laughs> and I was like, I'll never coach. And then I met the head wrestling coach, and he was like, uh, he's like, you should just come down and work out. And I was like, cool, that's all I want to do. If I can work out with the kids, that's cool. I can just keep myself in shape, but I don't want to coach. And so after I, I was there for like maybe three weeks, and uh, they had a match the next day, and he just comes up to me, he's like, we got a match tomorrow. Be here at five. Threw a shirt at me. And I was like, what is this? He was like, dude, you're a coach. I've watched you for three weeks. Yeah. You're a coach. Just show up. And I just did. I just kept showing up. And seeing the kids progress, you're like, oh, this is. You actually, I, I actually got more excited for their wins than for my own. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got more nervous. For their matches than my own. Yeah. That's my thing. Like when I have a kid in a tournament. Yeah. I'm nervous about that because it's like, one, that reflects me. I'm like, this could be bad for me. This could, this could be my job. This could be bad for my business. <laughs> yeah. This a real bad record. Yeah. But then it's also like, I genuinely want them to do well. Yeah. Especially with like my high school team. I mean, it's probably the same you watching me mess up. Yeah. It's like, you see everything. Right. It's like, I see what these kids are doing. 
and like I'll point out to them and I'll be like, oh, like you guys are like, they'll like, they try and tell me about parties. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't hear it. I'm a coach. Yeah. I work for the school. You yeah. can't tell me, but they always right. kind of find a way. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just dying laughing, hearing about like the disasters that they're having. Right. And they think it's cool. Oh, they think it's, like, oh, it's, they think it's so funny. Right. I mean, I have like one kid, he like the other day, like comes in, he's like, oh, like I completely broke my phone. I was like, well, what were you doing? He's like, uh, I was out with a bunch of my friends and he ended up saying they were on the roof of a house and we're like messing around. I was like, okay, like I'm There's like, more to this story. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I know like you, you're censoring this for me. Yeah. But I was also just like, I see like that and whatever, he's like 14 years old. And it's like, I was like, yeah, I was there not long ago. I know exactly kind of what you're going through. Right. And it's like, to me, it's funny to see them do it. Like I'll try and help them. But at the same time, I know. You got to just figure it out. Yeah. You got to, like, if somebody wants to do something, they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like just trial and error. Yeah. You just kind of want to make sure that they're safe about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like I never, I never went down that path. I never partied. Mm. Uh, but I was just so focused on wrestling and, and not messing up. Cause like in my small town, like when you when you messed up, there's no way back. You know what I mean? Like people would there's not much opportunity in a small town. Right? So if you create a horrible reputation for yourself, yeah, it's not gonna help you at all, right? right? Networking, whatever. But then like since there's a lack of opportunity, like if you start drinking and then you start like fueling that unhappiness with your situation with alcohol or with drugs, things don't get better. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, just stay away from all of it. So you never, never go into that, that hole. Um, so I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll be focused on that. And then I watched my friends go down that mm-hmm. and like have no opportunities in their life and end up not even going to college. And I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Right. Oh, we're work at the, uh, you know, I do landscaping. It's all manual labor stuff, and I'm just I can't do that for the rest of my life. Right. You know I've got to I got to find some way out of that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean sometimes you just got to let people, you know, figure it out on their own. But like conversations though with kids, like I would have conversations all the time with the wrestlers, and I would, you know, I mean they did they weren't they didn't grow up the same way I did. You know, they're it's a private Christian school. It's like. 15k a year i think um so they didn't have the when i when i would express to them hey look you know this this could bite you in the ass in the future they're like really though yeah like all i all the people i know have like their own businesses and i'm just gonna work for my dad how's it really gonna bite me in the ass and i'm like good point i don't know Mm -hmm. but like you don't want Having that security of like, oh, I'll just work for my dad's million dollar company. Right. Is, is it's a fact, right? It's true. Mm-hmm. But you can't just base your whole life on that because maybe that doesn't work out. Are you gonna have the 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 skills and the character to dig your way out of that? Right. If you keep living this way, like thinking that this this prize is always there for you, you won't. Right. So, and and it's hard to teach a kid that you actually have to prepare for the unknown. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, no, no, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to work harder here. Right. I've got the great, a great opportunity in the future. I don't, why would I want to do it? But you're like coming from an experience without that opportunity. You have this knowledge that you can't, you can't convince a kid of. You can only like, you can only convince a kid of the values and the importance of those character traits and, and like find a way for them to admire that them, themselves. You know what I mean? Cause like, why would you admire uh, honesty, hard work, you know, persistence, if you don't actually need any of those to take on a job at your dad's right. business? Yeah. You well, get like, why even go to school? Yeah. Why? And so you got to, that's why sports are so important, especially wrestling. Because, like, if you go out there and get your ass kicked by somebody, it's all on you. Right. You know what I mean? And so, like, an individual sport like that is such a great way to teach a kid values, not based on their, their, what they have, what the privilege they have or the family life they have. It's like, this is you. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a fuck that your dad makes 10K or 10 million, you know. Yeah. Like, that that farmer's son just whooped your ass. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do about it? You know, right. well, my daddy makes more money. It's like no, you got to create character traits that will make you better in this. And it's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to to teach a kid those things outside of a sport. Right. Well, I love it. This eleven year old I have, he like anytime it's a bad tournament. First thing he looks at me, he goes, "It's your fault." I'm like, okay. So like when we're holding mitts. Yeah, it's always, well, that is your fault though. Because you, you get the combination. I need, that's true. I, that's I might need to find Sometimes I might. Who's faster. Okay. I just think I'm Maybe too, a little taller. Well, that'd be ideal, yeah. If you can get above 5'8". I got to hold him up here? Let's well, see. Yeah, it's, if I'm punching. 5'8". Aren't you 5'8"? <laughs> God. I, Everyone shorter than you is at least 5'5", five, five, right? I mean, it's, I have no clue. <laughs> Keep going. Um. But no, he, so he always blames me yeah. whenever something goes wrong. And I'll be like, okay, why? He's like, well, you didn't teach me how to do this. Right. And I'm always like, so I have to teach you everything. He's like, yeah. And I'll ask him, like, okay, what did you do this weekend? He's like, uh, I went to a friend's like sleepover. Yeah. And I'm like, so did you practice? No. Did you do anything for like to be productive? No. And then I ask him like throughout the week, I'm like, are you practicing at all? Are you doing anything? He's like, I don't have time. He's 11. Right. <laughs> like, Busy life. Yeah. I'm like, what do you have to do? He's like, oh, I always have practice. And I have to do homework. Then I have to go to bed. Mm. I'm like, okay, real, real tough life. You got yeah. There. Yeah. And like, like eventually his mom told me and she's like, I realized like he just needs to work harder. I was like, yep. I was like, I can't do anything. Yeah. It's like at a certain point, if he doesn't realize that this is all up to him. Yeah. Then there's no chance. Yeah. You know what's funny about that is that literally happened in in a sort of way with a client of mine yesterday. So uh, I teach a guy how to kickbox, and we spar all the time, right? I teach him all kinds of combinations, footwork, uh, head movement, shit, all kinds of stuff. But when we spar, he goes back into his old habits, right? And that's one of the hardest things to do is like actually try to progress while somebody's trying to take your head off. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Um, but 
the difference was yesterday we were in the parking lot and four Mexican construction workers came back there and sat down and watched us <laughs> on their lunch break. <laughs> the first time we've ever had somebody like literally watch us. Dude tried so hard. <laughs> he, he turned into a different fighter. He just he just like needed to actually try harder, mm-hmm. and all he needed was an audience. You know what I mean? Like, right. and you got to find that for like your your athlete that you're training. Like, what makes uh, them work harder? Right. Like one guy that we used to train was our 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 four time state champion. If there was a hot girl in the front row, <laughs> dude, dude was on. Yeah, dude was gonna win that match. Other guys, if their girlfriend shows up, oh my god! Like I don't know, like I don't want her. I don't want to lose in front of my girlfriend. This guy's like, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna date that girl afterwards too, you know. And then like, you know, some guys, it, you know, you got to find that thing that like exposes how much they want something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's a, it's harder. It's harder when you have a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like rich kids don't fight. Yeah. Like they don't get into boxing. Yeah. They barely wrestle, but like definitely not going to box, you know, get an MMA. So, you know, what, what my coach, what the head coach uh, at the school that I, that I coach wrestling at was so good at was like being somebody who they admired. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted to be more like him. And so they worked harder. Right. There's something about that you can't get past. It's like the more admiration you have for your coach, the more you'll want to work harder. Mm -hmm. And when you become a coach, you all of a sudden have to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, dang, I thought I was done with that. Nah, it never ends. Mm -hmm. But that's actually the process. Like, at a certain point, you have to get beyond just doing things for yourself. It's like you pushed yourself, like you. Mm-hmm. You pushed yourself to perform really well in golf mm-hmm. in, in high school. Right. Really good. And at a certain point, there's got to be other reasons for you to push yourself other than yourself. You know what right. I mean? And coaching kind of like pulls that out. You're like, you know what? Actually, I want to... I want to continue to improve because of them. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely felt that because it's like at a certain point you just get bored of doing it for yourself. Yeah. Because there's no pressure. It's not rewarding. Yeah. It's like especially golf because it's it's like basketball. I played club basketball for years. At least then it's a team. Golf, it's like I would drive. I would go to San Diego. It's two hours each way. I'd do it at 4 a.m. There's nobody that whole day. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't matter how well you play or ho- how poorly you play. It's just you. Yeah. And it's like that just becomes so boring. There's no pressure. It's like you're doing the same thing. But now definitely coaching, it's like like now I, I want to play more because it's like, okay, now I, I see these kids and I want to set a good example. Yeah. And then also I understand better now of kind of like what I was going through, where I messed up because I see other people. You see it in them. Yeah. Dude, that... Dude, that was such a, a crazy thing when I realized how good I could have been. Yep. In high school, when I started coaching high school kids, 
And I'm like, oh, he's struggling with the same thing I struggle with. And then I would be, I would like try to like, my goal was like to get them to get out of that. Mm -hmm. Cause I know what it is, you know? And then like I had, we had all kinds of wrestlers that we were able to, to do that with. And they just got so much better, so much quicker. But it was, it was only because I was able to see that they were struggling with the same thing I struggled with. Mm -hmm. And then tell them, Hey, this is what you're struggling with. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. Oh, I guess I would have never thought about that, you know? And then they can, like, actually get past that wall. Yeah. Because like, I feel like now, if I knew what I know now when I was 14, like, I genuinely believe I'd be on PJ Tour right now. Yeah. I fully believe, like, if I knew everything now, I could be one of the best golfers in the world. Really? Like, it's just, every, like, now it all makes sense. Mm. It's like, and, like, it's just like, I'm not that age anymore to. Yeah. Kind of get like a restart. What are like the top three things that like make you think that way? Or like that you've kind of like, oh, kind of like realized in coaching? I mean, the biggest thing is like, it doesn't matter. It's like you, if you, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Yeah. So like, yeah, especially with golf, everyone's just get into a shot, you know, free your mind, like just be easy with it. I'm like, no, my, my, the opposite approach. It was like, my rule was, it was if you like would miss the green from inside 150 yards, there's a punishment. Sometimes it was like run a mile. It'd be like push ups. It'd be something. Right. And after that, every time I play it, add it up, figure out what that was. Sometimes it'd be like hours at the practice afterwards. Yeah. And it's like now I've realized like, well, then what happens is you mess up on the course. Then you start panicking. You get in panic mode and then it's just everything goes bad. Yeah. Now. Because you're anticipating punishment. Yeah. It's like I definitely think putting pressure on yourself to like hit a good shot, but I was doing it way too much. Yeah. Also, how to practice. I think that's big. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing working out. Mm-hmm. People that sit there all the whole time on their phone. Yeah. Every 10 minutes do a set, you're not going to do anything. Right. It's like actually figuring out how to like structure a practice routine and just how to be efficient. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Like I used to hit a thousand balls a day. Just because that was a big number. Yeah. I was like, that just to me seemed right. I was like, I could do that in eight hours. Now it's like, you know, I should have hit 200. I should have practice swings. Should have videoed every swing. Would have been way more efficient. I would have been there half the time. Would have been way easier. Yeah. But yeah now it's like, I, I like I really wish I could go back to like 10th grade because that's when, to me, I was playing my best. Yeah. And if I could now do those things, it'd be like, it'd be really good, I think. For sure. Yeah. That, But that makes a lot, a lot of sense. And you'll have your most success with people who are as driven as you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, to a certain extent, because you'll have to pull them back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but it's hard to find people as driven. Right. You know what I mean? So for the people who aren't driven, it's like finding something that makes them want to train more. Yeah. And 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 something that kind of like uh, kind of helps is like showing them a way to coach themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you don't really know how to coach yourself. You're just like, all right, coach is going to tell you what to do. Right. But like if, you know, that's one thing I realized at Oklahoma when I was wrestling, like how you break down your own uh, offense, how you break down your own defense and your technique. It's like, what do you do? Okay, how do I, how do you improve that? Mm -hmm. And you end up just teaching yourself. But you got to understand like certain principles, see what you're looking for, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, and you're never taught that by a coach. Right. 
you know, until you until you start teaching someone else, you're like, dang, like I gotta systematically break this kid down. Like he's just doing this, but that, but you don't know how to do it, right? When you're that age, so that's what I do. With like a lot of my people's, I'll go silent in lessons. Yeah, because when they start like hitting bad shots, yeah, I won't say a word. Yeah, and eventually, it usually takes like a minute or two, and they'll turn around and they'll yell at me and they'll be like, "What are you doing?" Especially with older people, they're always, why am I paying you? Yeah. It's like, okay, well, why do you think this is going bad? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know, but that's your job. It's like, well, I'm not always here with you. What are you going to do? You know, we're, we're together an hour a week. What are you going to do any other time this starts happening? Right. And they're always like, I don't know, I'll text you. <laughs> it's like, okay, that that can't be the, how much you have to depend on me. Right. Yeah. It's It's like the younger kids. I'm like, I'm pretty strict where I'm. I'll tell you guys what to do. I'll give you an outline, but then you have to do it your own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Coaching is, uh, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's that, there's that mindset that like my coach should tell me everything. Yeah. You know? And, um, that's a hard thing to, to fight against because, you know, at a certain point it's like, you know, effort, effort is a, is a huge factor in your own progress. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like, like when I coach people, even now it's like, it's like, what'd you, what'd you think about that? You know what I mean? Like, how'd that feel? Mm-hmm. They don't even know what questions to ask. Right. You know what I mean? They're just like, Hey, tell me, was that good or bad? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I, what we really want to do is establish like what questions you should be asking yourself. Right. Like, did I rotate all the way through? Mm-hmm. Did I, how was my finish? Yep. How was my balance? Like all this stuff that, that uh, people aren't aware of. Um, that's like what I try to do. Like even when I was coaching wrestling, I was like, they, you know, they would, uh, you know, lose a takedown and they come over to me, what I do wrong? And I'm like, well, what do you think you did wrong? You got, oh, I got taken down. I'm like, okay, so you got taken down. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you don't want to get taken down, right? So what are we going to change? Oh, I don't know. You tell me. It's like, if I keep telling you, it's not going to be as infused into you as if you, we have a conversation and you kind of realize it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's a, that takes focus. That takes concentration and like humility. Because mm-hmm. like, if I tell you to do something better, Right. And you can't do it better. Then you got two options. You either admit I'm just horrible or you're like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm. It's easy to do that. It's easy to whatever, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But if you like break down why you're not doing that well, like it's hard to deny, yeah, I guess my hips didn't rotate all the way through. Right. That's on me. I control that. You know, I move my wrist too much not mm-hmm. st- you know strict with it or or I'm too not strict enough or whatever that's on me but like when you can break down all the reasons then it like then it makes more sense mm-hmm. but it it's hard to it's hard to get somebody to realize that that doesn't want to be wrong yeah it just wants things to work out mm-hmm. and we had kids that I would coach that would like expect the other person just to lay down. Oh. <laughs> you're like, how dare he try to wrestle me? Yeah. And you're like, 
well, what are you doing? You're you're trying to wrestle him too, right? He said, yeah, but he's just, he's not that good. And he's like, I don't, how does he think he's going to beat me? It's like, well, I mean, what kind of like entitlement is that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so you're, you're, you're battling all, all kinds of egos all day. Right. Coaching. And like just trying to navigate, like wh- wh- how do you view yourself? Mm-hmm. Like you, you kind of realize like what your athletes or what your clients like really view themselves as. Yeah. Like how, how high on the, on the pole do they view themselves and like other people? Mm-hmm. That's why I think lifting's great. Yeah. Cause you know, fast, like, like if you just, you can't do it. Yeah. If, if I just can't lift the weight, like there's no cheating it. Yeah. And you can't sit there and be like, Oh, well I almost did it. It's like, no, you either did or you didn't. And there's always someone who's, Kind of able to do something you're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But like what happens is you'll, you'll have those clients that are like, um, they continue to get upset with you because of their lack of progress mm-hmm. and they'll just leave. Yeah. You just won't train that. them anymore. Yeah. And they'll try to find somebody else. And it's like, I've, I've had some people I've trained that are like that and they'll tell me about their experience with their other trainer. And I'm like, uh, Okay, this is how it's going to be. You don't, one, you don't want to work hard. And then two, you complain when I try to get you to work hard. Mm-hmm. And and literally the only way you're going to get better is by working hard. All right, give this a few months, you yeah. know. Yeah, like I had one family where the mom was like, she she told me, she's like, oh, like I might enroll him in this program like this like after school thing i say okay different coach she does research on him like he the kid goes to one thing she comes back to me and she's like yeah we're never doing that again i was like why he's like that coach is completely different than what you've been teaching i was like well yeah that's expected she's like well we just don't understand it like everything you say seems to make sense it's like very dependent on the kid he's the opposite he's like oh if you just listen to me it's going to be easy and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And they're always like, the first thing I asked was like, did you guys pay for the whole thing or did you just pay for one? And like, well, we just did one. And I was like, okay, well, he's trying to sell you on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, the reality is it's going to be the same. In in a month, the kid's not going to be magically better. Yeah. The coach can't control that. Yeah. You know, and this parent, after probably a week of kind of telling me about this, of like the experience they had, we're like, yeah, now we understand. Like, we can't ever leave you. Okay, that's like, good. Yeah, I was like, okay, but you know, like I tell people, go talk to another coach. Yeah, feel free. I don't care. Yeah, just like, I think it makes me look better once you come back. Yeah, or like I'll have some people who leave and then like months later will text me and see just like check in, and I'm like, okay, what's the real reasoning here? And they'll ask a question. What do I do here? You know, and they're like, listen to video of their swing, and I'm like, okay, so things aren't working, and then you come right back to me. It's like. I'm not, I don't do that. I tell people like once you leave. Yeah. I'm not going to view your videos and shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to help you if someone else is helping you. Yeah. Nah, not at all. Yeah. I had one parent that was said, they want me to take their kid, teach them how to play on the course, but another guy is going to teach them at the range. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be like, if you teach me how to box. Yeah. But then anytime I do any sparring. Yeah. Is with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and the parent was dead serious about this. I was like, I can't do that. And they're like, why? And I kept explaining. 
I'm going to try and fix something. And then that's going to be the other coach's job. How do you think this is going to work between the both of us? Right. And like, well, you guys can figure it out. I was like, no, I'm I'm too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. 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 We had, we had parents that would do that with wrestling too. And we never got along with them Mm -hmm. because they're like during the season, I'll, you know, he's a, he's a part of the team. He had, he's going to practice with the rep with the high school team. But then in the off season, he will just, uh, he'll practice with the club team. And then once season started again, the parent would be like, hey, well, they don't do this. They don't do this at the club team. Mm-hmm. They do this. Y'all should do more of that. And it's just like, yeah. Just take your kids somewhere else, man. Right. You know, don't, don't have them in two different places. Mm-hmm. But parents, parents don't really get it when it comes to like the dynamic they're creating by having different coaches with their kid. Right. But yeah. That's parents. I mean, that's the worst part of coaching is parents. Yeah. It really is. Mm. I've it had really awful is. ones. Yeah. Like one of them signed an NDA because they just think they're going to tell me such sensitive information. It's like, okay. okay. Uh, like I've, I've many that I can't, like they are like, you can't tell anyone you work with us. Yeah. Like this one family comes to me and they're like, we've had six coaches in the past five years. It's like, okay. It's going to be fun. It's not good. <laughs> and that's like, they're like, okay, you can't tell anyone what you're teaching us. And I'm like, I teach golf. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's pretty much the same thing else. <laughs> this is not rocket science. Yeah, yeah. And they think it's so serious. They think this is life or death. And I'm like, okay, one, it clearly isn't if you've had this many coaches. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And I think I'm the only one willing to work with you guys at this point. Right. But it's, yeah, the parent, after every lesson, would call me and talk for an hour. mm and I'd be like, look, it's your kid. Like, let him figure it out. I'll yeah. keep you in the loop on what you need to know. Yeah. But you don't need to know everything that I told him. Right. But, yeah, that family's crazy. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. And it was just for the kids? Golfing? Just one kid. One kid. It, it, I knew it was a red flag. Once I told me the coaches, and I told them how much I charge, and they say, we're not going to pay you that. We're going to pay you more. Oh. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. When he said that on the phone, I was like, oh, that's great. And the second the phone hung up, I was like, wait a minute. I'm locked into <laughs> yeah, something there's here. something here. <laughs> yeah. And the next thing I know, I get a text saying, everything's confidential. No names. Nothing you say. You can't. They don't want me to use examples of that kid to another kid. Like, I can't, I can't say. It, like, they literally told me, you can't say, oh, I have this kid who in a tournament had this happen to him. Right. That gives away too much. <laughs> and And they're thinking... That it's going to help other kids? It could help them. It could. Now keep in mind, the other, I don't have another kid who's this age. Yeah. It really does not matter. Yeah. And it could either help them or it could show a weakness that this kid has. Or I'm just, like, they try and explain it to me. I'm just, I'm Is so it the gentle. mom that's always explaining it? No, the mom never talks to me. Okay. So it's the husband. It's the husband. He yeah. had a sit down lunch with me. Okay. Which I've never had as a golf instructor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, the whole thing, he wanted to do monthly check ins. Okay. And I said, okay, fine. Five minutes. Yeah. I'll tell you what we've worked on the past month. Yeah. We move on. And he would then just call me once a week. Then it started to every other day, then every day. Yeah. And he could sit on the phone for two hours. Dang. It doesn't work, huh? No. It, oh, he does not. I don't. 
they claim they have a lot of money. They always keep promising me all this money. They, they, on the phone, he's like, if you get my kid to play for an Ivy League team, uh, I'll give you like X amount of dollars. I forget what it was. I'm like, well, I like said, I was like, okay, like, thank you. Like, I can't control that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I want to take the money. Yeah, I'd love it. If you yeah. just want to Venmo me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, man. Yeah, I have like that. I have a few families wow. who are a bit like that. But I mean, they obviously have a lot of money. They come from. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. That's the thing is for all of them, it's dispensable. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, there's the. Uh, it it seems that like some people think that they can buy everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you can't buy better golf skills. No. You can buy coaching. Right. You can buy better coaching, but you can't buy the skills. Yeah. That's that's on you. Yeah, it's like the one I have a parent. She got mad at me because they want to book me every day of the week, pretty much. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Just practice on your own. Yeah. And she's literally like, well, we're paying you. <laughs> and I was like. I understand. I should say yes. Like, I should 100%. Say <laughs> I'm it. totally agreeing with you right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm just like, this is going to do nothing for any of you. Like, I was like, you're pretty much giving me money to sit there with your kid and watch him practice. At the end of the day, he just needs to do this on his own. Yeah. But, well, I mean, that's good for you to be that honest. Because, like, yeah. a lot of people would just be like, okay, cool. And and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Because right. your your eyes are worth the the money and the time. Right. Right? As a coach. Yeah. Your eyes are what they're paying for and your knowledge and your experience, right? But at the end of the day, yeah. some some people just don't they just need to do it on their own. Yeah. And that's also like I get it if you just like if you need to make money, like kind of do it. Yeah. But also like everyone knows I'm in college. Like this is my side thing. Yeah. <laughs> and like I'm not afraid to say no to booking lessons. Like right. I do it when I can. I'm not trying to kill myself with it. Yeah. And like some parents just don't understand that. That's interesting. I love yeah. people that go like, they'll like try and book me like 7am Saturday mornings. I'm like, no, I, I I'm like, I, I went out Friday night. I, I got back at 3am. I'm not waking up for you. <laughs> <laughs> you barely got here on time. Yeah, This was awful. 1045. I literally set my alarm. I wear my shock bracelet mm. shocks me awake because mm. <laughs> that's normal <laughs> did you find that on amazon yeah. Jeez. what's it called pavlock it's on shark oh yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> just train yourself to be a dog oh, it's awful there you it go. hurts really oh it really hurts i mean like now i've become numb to it but the shock is bad you like choose the percentage that you want yeah so like the first now Dude, I mean, that's not healthy no it's supposed to be great for like addictions you addicted to sleep? Well, uh, normal people use it for um, like like if they like like alcohol that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I have their <laughs> yeah normal it's, people. It's called the shock clock. Yeah, and it's only for waking up. Okay, so it's desi- so like I used to set the percentage for like twenty percent. That was enough to zap me awake. Yeah, now I'm at a hundred, and I'll set it so every five seconds I think he's doing it until I get, find my phone. Unlock it, turn the thing off. Oh my god! So every once in a while, if I put on the if I put on my right wrist, it's yeah. pain. Yeah, my left wrist is numb. Oh okay, yeah. But um, there you go. You know, it's like yeah, waking up for this was really tough. I set four <laughs> of those things starting at eight, and then eventually my phone alarm went off at nine thirty. Yeah, I was like laying there in bed, and I was like, okay. But it's only because you came back at three a.m. Oh yeah, I was up till four probably. What do you do? I don't get it. I don't know where the time goes. Yeah. Genuinely. There are some nights 
there's like, I remember there's one night I could have sworn it was like 1030. It was 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? Netflix? No, nothing. That's the best part. Like, Just all you're on your phone. No, I went out with friends, came back. We were like at one of their apartments, like was hanging out with my other friend. Next thing I know, look at my phone. Oh, 5 a.m. Okay. Wow. I should go back now. <laughs> Dang. Well, you guys were just hanging out talking. Yeah, pretty. It's like that or like watching TV. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I have no sense of time. That's wild. Like, 5 a.m. Like, oh, yeah. Last year, I pulled so many all-nighters. It was awful. Dude, I, just thinking about that kills me right now. My, the problem I have is I go to UCLA, stay at some girl's place. Right. I'd wake up. Well, I wouldn't even wake up. I'd just be up at like <laughs> 6.30. Uh-huh. Call an Uber. I'd fall asleep usually in the Uber. Dang. And then like the second I get back, I'd like go to my room, fall, go to bed at 7 a.m., sleep till 5 p.m., and then restart. <laughs> that was every Friday, Saturday uh, for a month, two months. Dang. I don't know how I like I don't know how I survived. Young. That was peak caffeine addiction. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That was Celsius. Flu. So the moment you got up at five PM. Oh, I mean then it was Celsius. Like one right off the bat. I would just have those throughout the night. I would just keep them everywhere. They'd be in my car. They'd be in my friend's dorm yeah it'd be everywhere so i was never without one wow yeah. that's definitely addiction oh yeah it's great for sure <laughs> it was great <laughs> then your heart was just like pounding through your chest but the problem was you become numb to it yeah yeah it's like you build up such a tolerance yeah you know at some point you're drinking one an hour and right it's something i've learned about is uh with you is you've got a high pain tolerance very very high very. and it's not good no <laughs> your arms better. practically falling off and you're like yeah i can lift it enough yeah it's so it barely goes up now yeah how far can you get your shoulder your arm up now nah <laughs> swear to god that's it yeah, just here if i rotate out i can go a little i can get about another yeah inch or two it's a problem jeez man at the gym you'd never notice though i mean i didn't notice when i was holding mitts for you yesterday or two days ago oh no like every time i do like face poles yeah i hear clicking here and now i have a new thing like i feel a muscle popping muscle popping like slipping and i can feel like on a bone like something's moving around i just keep going and after a few it it like moves somewhere and stays there okay okay we're good it's like a ligament probably yeah (laughs) i don't want to (laughs) know yeah no i know i I have so many things that wrong with me yeah yeah well you know there's always room for growth. Yeah, I have my <laughs> fractured rib. Oh, yeah. Falling on... Uh, Falling on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk. Dude, that picture you sent me of you face down <laughs> on the sidewalk. I'm like, God. That Yeah, I don't remember that photo. No. No. My friend I mean, dra- dragged me upstairs, though. How many nights have you been blacked out drunk? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I could I could have sworn I barely drank last night. I don't remember half the text I sent. <laughs> I said, there's one. I sent someone good morning at 1 a.m. <laughs> no memory of doing that. <laughs> None. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I waited until 1 a.m. Yeah, yeah. It's like, don't get I'm mad at me. Wrong. Yeah. Didn't get a response. That's funny. Even today? Nah, nothing. Yeah. I'll probably do it again tonight. Yeah. Why not? I'll send it like a good night at 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dang, that's wild. So, uh, so 
when you're uh when you're thinking about like like all the people out here who like think so drastically different than how you're thinking you know because we talk about your family and like mm-hmm. people like it I guess I understand why you don't want to have like genuine conversations with girls yeah because never goes well girls out here just are unwilling to accept anything other than the culture that is just like it's like a safe culture out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? For like not taking any accountability. Right. Now, I remember there was one girl. I don't even know how we, we started talking about TikTok. And all I said was I was like, do you get Andrew Tate? And she flipped out. You're a horrible person for even bringing up his name. And I was like, and all I asked her, I was like, why is he so bad? She couldn't answer the question. After five minutes, she goes, maybe he's not this awful human being. <laughs> I literally, she doesn't even know what my opinion is of the guy. Yeah. And she's already rethought everything. And she's like, okay, well, like, I, I don't like this. Like, the fact that, like, I changed my opinion. Like, I, I clearly, like, I'm not understanding everything. I was like, okay. My, well, I was with my friend last night who's from Bakersfield. Yeah. Which is completely different than LA. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, when I was 10, my mom got me a 12-gauge shotgun. Right. I was like, that's cr- like. <laughs> If my mom got me that when I was 10 years old, that's a problem. Here. Yeah. Um, no, it's so, that's why I don't want to talk to all yeah. these people. Yeah. Everything I have is like super surface level. Right. It's like, there's no need to go into it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I mean, I don't have many deeper conversations with people out here, but that's why Courtney and I are together because we right. share the same views. Yeah. I mean, Courtney's the one that I talk to about everything. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're both looking at people out here like, what the fuck is going on? That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I wouldn't know how to find somebody like that out here. Like the same? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's impossible. Yeah. I don't think you can. Really? The only thing that I think. Orange is, County. Orange County you can go to. Uh, yeah. If you left LA, LA. Right. Especially like where I am in like Marina Del Rey, Venice. Right. <laughs> it's uh, It's interesting. Yeah. But the only thing I've realized, like people who go to the gym are more like me. Okay. I think it's just because they understand that if you kind of like work hard. Right, right. There's, you know, good there's things, an understanding. Yeah, good things can happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazingly. Yeah. Um, But other than that, like at school, LMU is Catholic. Yeah. So that helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, every once in a while I'll be talking to someone and like they'll seem to kind of understand it. Yeah. And not be super liberal. Right. But usually, like I know, just don't say anything. Don't say anything offensive. Right. Like you just can't. Dang. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. And uh well it's like I went to my mom wanted me to go to Aviator Nation. Yeah. In Venice. So I walked in. Their logo is like a rainbow. I didn't know that. It's like it has like oh, like the same colors for the most part. Okay. And every single thing in the store has rainbow on it. I didn't know this. And of course nothing like small. Everything was huge. And my mom's like, did you not get anything? I was like, no, like I'm not wearing that out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, that could send the wrong message. I was yeah. like, I don't care if like you're that, but like, I don't need to, be, I don't need dudes thinking I'm there for them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm hit on at the gym. Yeah. I don't need to be hit on anymore. Yeah. Than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's so different. Yeah. It's, no, being the, being hit on at the gym is by far the weirdest. It's gotta be. I had one 60 year old who tried to go to lunch with me after. <laughs> oh God. 60-year-old gay dude. Yeah. He's totally gay. He's the best. He goes, oh, he goes, like we were in the locker room. Yeah. 
and I like just changed. I'm like going to leave and he like stops me and he's like, Oh, like you, I see like, like we're always here at the same time. Mm. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like <laughs> name's Kevin. I'm like trying to get out of there. Yeah. He goes, yeah, the best time about like the best thing about coming in the morning is like you work out fasted. So you go to eat afterwards. I was like, Oh yeah. yeah like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> he goes, yeah. Do you want to go with me right now? I'm just going to go get food. Like at the coffee shop. That's all I'm going to do. And then he goes, yeah, like my son's not home. Oh, how old's your son? The son's my age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just like my son hanging out with exactly. me. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, like, I'm so sorry. I just, I gotta go. I gotta go, dude. Just ran. <laughs> Just, with your Lulu bag, just <laughs> running out. I don't go to that Equinox anymore. Which one was that? Beverly Hills. Okay. I mean, that, the guy at Marina who works there. Yeah. Last year, I walked in one day, and he goes, Kevin, your skin's just glowing. It's like, Thank you. <laughs> it's like, thank you. Get that. And then, like, the next day follows it with, yeah, that shirt fits your biceps really well. I was like, oh, thanks. Like, you know. Nice. And ever since then, it's like every day is a different compliment. And I'm just like, okay. And this guy runs? The marina spot? Oh, no, he doesn't know. He's like a, the guy at the front desk. Front desk. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's handing it's, out compliments. It's that. Follows me on Instagram. Comments. Wow. Everything. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird life, man. Out here. I, yeah, I mean, I had a cousin who moved out here for two months and he, and I was going to move out here and like, uh, take over his roommate spot. This was back in 2008. And uh, he was like, dude, he got on the phone with me one night. He was like, dude, I'm coming home. I'm like, why? He was like, everybody's gay <laughs> and everybody makes fun of my accent. And I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus. Like, that's it? And he's like, you don't get it, man. You don't get it. And it's like, yeah, when you come from like a, a place where you're never hit on by dudes, mm-hmm. like you couldn't even think about getting hit on by a dude. Like the the only gay people you know in high school are like like to themselves and like they're not even really out. Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody even like they're just like, Yeah, he's gay. Right. Like we know he's gay. But you know, he doesn't say anything. Yeah. And then you move out here. Completely different. It's, oh man. And people say culture shock, but it's just like it's like a boundary shocker. Yeah. It's like I thought I had a boundary this big, but now my boundary is like right here. Right. And it's uncomfortable. What's funny is like, I wouldn't say any of the things that have been said to me to a girl in a minute. Like I would never like try and pick up a girl saying these things. Right. But now it's acceptable to come up to me and say them. Right. It's like, you know, like I'm not going to stop them. Yeah. Because I don't want that mess either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's worse. Yeah. But it's, it makes no sense. Oh yeah. Like the, the things that gay men get by with. Yeah. On another level. A totally different level, man. I told you about that one gym I was training at. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or he just comes up and like hugs me, and I'm like, yo, dude. And I start pushing him off, and he starts pushing me. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just weird. And he didn't think, oh, I was just playing. I was just having fun. It's like, dude, if you did this to a woman. Right. Be in jail. Yeah. Like, but yeah, gay, gay guys just like, oh, I'm just, just being a guy, just being a bro. So you can always play that angle. Right. Like, oh, just us bros. And it's like, yeah, but if I was on my knees for a second, <laughs> I don't trust you around me. <laughs> Something would be in my face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's fine if you do that on the weekend with your friends. Not with you. <laughs> <laughs> Not with me, man. 
That's funny, man. Well, dude, uh, this has been a fun uh, little podcast. How, you like it? Yeah, it was good. Thanks it was for fun. Me. Yeah. You talked enough shit to get yourself into more shit. Uh-huh. It would be perfect for my book. What's yeah. It? Ten years, book comes out. Let's, yeah, let's talk about the book. How far along is the book? I want it to be at 50 pages <laughs> at the end of winter break. <laughs> I'm at like, you mean it in a year? What do, you, what? what do you mean? You wanted it to be. Yeah. Like oh, last... I thought you said you want it to be. Do so I... within a year, you want it to be in 50 pages. Well, Never. yeah, but then I'm down to eight right now. Okay, you're only at eight. The new strategies, I'm not. I'm just going to write all my thoughts. Yeah. I have like a, my note app because I get these like, thoughts in my dreams. Yeah. Just write them down. Yeah. And then I'm going to pay a ghostwriter. So they'll make it all good. Okay. Yeah. And it comes out. And it's going to be great. Okay. And that text message is on the uh, front page of, from that girl. Yeah. So it's like, that's the cover of the book. That's just the cover. <laughs> what's it? What's the title of the book? It keeps changing. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. Give don't, me three different versions. It could just be something simple like my life. Yeah. Another one. I mean, it depends. <laughs> you know, that's Mein Kampf, right? That's what? Adolf Hitler's autobiography. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Not that. <laughs> yeah, it could be just my life. <laughs> Mind Kampf. Okay, cool. That's all right. So, what's the other option? Well, the other one I can't do anymore. It was a Kanye thing. Yeah. It was because I got my banner. <laughs> so, Hitler and Kanye. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's cool. It's a problem. It was just going to be I need a room full of mirrors surrounded by winners. Yeah, yeah. Because I have that banner up in my room. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that'd be perfect. Like, that That to me is the perfect, like, it just summarizes the whole book. Right. Um, It could depend how successful or not I'm at the point. It yeah. It could just be how to be successful. Yeah. Or it could just be like everything not to do. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. Those but are good options. It's a working title. My life. You might want to stick with that one. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> what Adolf should have said. <laughs> All right, man. Well, this was fun. We'll have to yeah. do it again uh, soon. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks, man.